This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Yes? Oh, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? You jolly devil. Coming to you live from the Ziggurat at Omaha in caverns deep below the metro area. It is THM cover to cover for Saturday, February 19th, and my name is Matt Baum. And I am the Internet's Joe Patrick. Here's how it works. Every Saturday morning at 11 o'clock Central Time, Matt and I go live on our Facebook page and on Zoom to rep about the week's new comics, nerd news, movies, TV, and of course, the question of the week live with our listeners. I took my breath in the wrong spot or else is I would have been able to do that whole thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is a live show, just like Joey said, so we need you to play along, jump into our Zoom. You can find the link at the top of our live stream on Facebook, or you can just join our Facebook chat. If you can't be here live, that's cool too. Leave us a message on the THN hotline at 402-819-4894 or send an MP3 to 2 nerd at gmail.com. But before we open the phone lines and start talking to our only friend today, JD Got a Catch, let's reset some of this week's nerd news, shall we? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, nerd news. Uh, <laughs> I assume you said nerd news. Very professional. <laughs> nerd, <laughs> nerd news. <laughs> All right, just a heads up before we begin, uh, you can expect some uh, real talk about recent nerdy TV uh, and movies. Probably no movies, but definitely television like Star Trek Discovery, the Peacemaker finale. There are some other shows. If there are other things that come up, we will let you know in advance. But for those two things, probably expect some spoilers. Um, also, we've got that new Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness trailer. We need to talk about whether or not yeah. that was Professor X in there. Everybody is wrong about everything that they are Nobody saying. Nobody <laughs> is wrong about anything. That's <laughs> their thing. No, That's they're the all wrong. From Big Two Crossover Desk, JLA... Avengers returns for a great cause, but you'd better pre-order this one. After years of unavailability, JLA Avengers is getting a new printing courtesy of the Hero Initiative in honor of legendary creator and artist of the project, George Perez, who was recently diagnosed with terminal cancer. Marvel and DC partnered with Perez, who is also a founding member of the Hero Initiative, for this very limited printing of only 7,000 copies that'll hit comic shops next month. Matt, how great is this? And also, as I recall, uh, you were not a fan of this series when it originally hit the stand. I was not. I did not care about this series. With that said, George Perez is an amazing person. He's a founding member of the Hero Initiative. For those of you who don't know what the Hero Initiative is, they are a group, they're a charitable group that helps creators in need. Uh, creators that are sick, creators that have been injured, creators that are just getting older and need help. It's a very good thing. Um, I uh, donate personally to the Hero Initiative. I think this is amazing. Marvel and DC do not get along. We know that. They're big separate, big two, constantly, you know, like fighting each other for market dominance. I think it is so cool that they are willing to put out something special like this. It is a very limited run, which makes it seem even more special. And I'm sure they'll do something else. Maybe this is just like a first pressing or something to get everybody riled up because they can't just do seven. I want to talk about that. Yeah. Right. I'll let you, I'll let you finish your thought, but yeah, I, I do want to touch they, on that. They can't just do 7,000, right? Talk about it's it. It's not enough, right? No, it's not enough. Um, so 
the original JLA Avengers was slated to come out in the mid eighties. Perez had worked on both titles um, at some point in the late seventies, early eighties. And um, it was, it was supposed to come together. And for whatever reason, it didn't um, very just, famously, Rob Liefeld, I believe bought all of the, ori- the existing original art for the project. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, DC came together in 2003. Uh, DC and Marvel rather came together in 2003 and released this as uh, released it as a prestige format four issue miniseries. Uh, for those of you that don't understand what or don't remember what prestige format is, it's uh, it's what they did back in the day where it was like very nice. It's like glue like, bound, kind of square bound. Yeah, comics. They were still comics, but they were like they had like a spine. Yeah, and, and um, if you read them, you destroyed them. <laughs> like, well, just, no, if you read them like a maniac, you. I was saying, like you hold them open too long, you close it. It's like a little bit of bend, and the spine obviously shows. You know, like. uh, whatever. whatever. <laughs> um. And uh, they released an absolute edition. It it did come out in trade and yeah. in a, and an absolute uh, edition slipcase hardcover from DC, which sells and for something stupid right the now. Astronomical. On eBay. I have yeah. a copy and I love it. I'll rub it in. Um, the the absolute edition came with a companion book that was a uh, a whole slew, a separate book full of supplemental material. This new printing will have uh, a lot of that supplemental material in it. Why yeah, only it's, been 7, out of, it's been out of print for years. Why years only and 7,000? And, and, and they're going to do more, right? I don't know. We don't know more. We don't know that. We don't know that. They've got um, Reaction is split. Uh, obviously, this is, a, this is a very good thing, but it is also very, very limited, and there are a lot of retailers out there that are very critical of the small print run because how can they possibly meet the demand? There are, re- there are Brian Hibbs, who is a very f- uh, famous vocal, uh, vocal curmudgeoned the retailer. Tilting in California. at windmills guy, right? Yeah. The yeah. tilting at windmills guy. Um, he, he's by no means does he operate like a, a, a mega chain, like Midtown comics. He's just a very successful comic book retailer. Um, he said, I could sell 60 copies of this by myself. Sure. And I can, I'll only be able to get like two. Yeah. The criticism is why only 7,000? How can they possibly meet dem- the demand? And all you've done is ensure that the comics will be snapped up immediately and then go on the back market for insane prices right. that could not possibly benefit anybody but the greedy. All of that is sort of true, but Voice of Reason Mark Wade said, hey, look, I, I understand the desire to have this book in everybody's hands, but you need to realize the reality of the situation. Like, we're not talking about Marvel or DC publishing that, these books. We're talking about the Hero Initiative, right? Um, and they're rushing seven, to print with it. This they're comes rushing out like to print next month, right? They're rushing to print. It could be a number of things. It could be um, timeliness, get it out fast while George can still see it, right? And space on the printing press and finding right. a printing press. Yeah, so this is it not, doesn't mean it doesn't mean they won't do more. Right. It just means that right now. We're getting 7,000. We're going to get it in George's hands before he dies. Yeah. I mean, ask any musician that's trying to print a vinyl, a a record right now. Yeah. The backlog is amazing. It's probably a miracle that they got in to print these, quite honestly. And this money goes to the Hero Initiative, not to Marvel or DC or, I mean, Diamond's going to distribute them so they get the wet their beak. But um, but yeah, this is this is a Hero Initiative initiative for lack of a better word um and so like this is it's 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 seven thousand easy sells for charity 
in a timely fashion so that uh, the man that means so much to literally every comic book fan on the planet can see it happen before he passes. Right. And so it's important to like kind of measure that anger and that disappointment about maybe not being able to get a copy with the reality of like where we're at. Um, so I think it's a good thing. I hope they can do more because the demand is huge. Yeah, definitely. And it wouldn't surprise me if this is an initial run or something. But yeah, let's not criticize this, guys. This is cool. They're hurrying as fast as they can. They want to get in front of this guy. They, they want to get in front of George Perez before he dies. So this is a good thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Joe Patrick, Wild Cards is returning to comics and hopefully, as you said, without all the weird sex stuff. Now, I know you can't read books without pictures, but did you know that Game of Thrones creator George R.R. Martin wrote another series of novels that fleshed out a whole world of superheroes? Wild Cards. It's the story of an alien virus called, you guessed it, Wild Card. It has infected humanity, but the virus leaves the infected with random superpowers. If this sounds familiar... That is because Martin is a huge Marvel fan who even once had a letter printed in Fantastic yes. Four, number 20, way back in the day. He loved the Inhumans, so that's where he got the idea. Naturally, Marvel will be printing this comic adaptation. Two questions. How do we feel about comic book adaptations of novels, and what's your problem with weird sex stuff? <laughs> So like all George R.R. R. Martin, I'll answer your questions in reverse order. Thank I'll field these in reverse order. Okay, Thank you. Okay. Um, uh, to answer your question, your second question first, uh, George R.R. R. Martin's projects always devolve into weird sex stuff. Yeah, they kind of do, of, right? Uh, it's just a matter of time of, before somebody's brother is having sex with somebody's sister, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> in the case of Wild Cards, there is a character that uh, we'll say bestows uh, wild card abilities onto children. And the way he does that is through a violent violation. <laughs> uh, in a, in a, he most rapes uncomfortable kids to give them powers in a most uncomfortable place. Really? It, uh, like, you know, the backseat of a Volkswagen. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah it's, uh, <laughs> I, I, um, and so, uh, so, okay. <laughs> to, back it, to back it up a little bit, um, Dave DeMarco, occasional guest host Dave DeMarco, um, is a huge fan of the wild card series and on and a pervert in, apparently wow <laughs> on <laughs> on paper it's great uh, it, it's right. about yeah it's like this this event happens it, this event happens that releases this virus into the world uh, it's in new york city in like the 30s or whatever through a random draw from the deck so to speak you get one of three types of powers you could either be an ace which means you are a super being uh, like a Superman type or yeah, powers, or right? some sort of superpower. Right. Okay. Or you can be a um, there's a Joker. And I believe the Jokers are the the ones that are like physical deformities. Uh, they're like um, that's a power physically, physically <laughs> mutated. <laughs> OK, <laughs> well, uh, like in that, like, you like, know, like like beak. You're really big you're, or you're like, right. Really like they small. are they're, they are like deformed in a superhuman way. Like it's gotcha. not just like, oh, they've got an extra thumb. Right, it's right, like, right, no, right. it's uh, oh. And then the Black Queen is just like instant death. If you draw the Black Queen, you die. OK. And yeah, so it's like, what's the world like now after this happened way back when? OK. And let me ask you. Have you ever read a comic book adaptation of a novel that you liked? I 
cannot personally say that I have. And I have loved some of these books, like The Stand. I loved Stephen King's The Stand. I did not give a crap about the Marvel adaptations of it because it's just like, I think it's one of the most difficult things you could possibly do. Quite well, this isn't the first time that Wild Cards has been adapted into comics. Yeah, it, it, a, it happened. It, it happened years and years ago. That was only a four-issue uh, series like, at Epic Comics. Yeah, so this was from Marvel's Epic Comics right. uh, in the '80s. It would have been, but also it came back. And it, no, it came back in the 2000s era. I remember distinctly because um, I believe it was when that. Uh, those guys, the Dabble brothers were working with Marvel. They, they put out. The oh yeah. 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 Through Marvel. They also did a lot of, um, uh, game of Thrones type adaptations, yeah. uh, hedge night. And, I didn't and, care and about like the game of Thrones adaptation either. Like, I just don't think what well, doesn't mean they're they bad. Work. It just means you don't care. They're not bad necessarily, but I don't think they work as well as the novels. I think it's just, there's too much and it's uh, like uh, not what comic books are good at. Okay. But except that this is a comic, this is a novel about superheroes. I so get it. It's still I, I, a I novel. Think, I, I think that we can probably make this leap a little bit easier than, say, Game of Thrones or Stephen King's The Stand or The Dark Tower, um, I, which and I did. I liked some of those Stephen King comics. Those are I'm not saying that I love them, like but I did like them. Fantasy stories. I mean, there's plenty of comics that are that do the same thing. I just I think it's very difficult and it's hard to pull off. And I can't say I've ever enjoyed one. See, and I think that you're equate. I think you're equating not caring with not enjoying, and that's not the same thing. Have you ever enjoyed one? Yeah, I've read some of the Wild Cards comics and enjoyed them. Okay, I just got done telling you that I liked some of those Stephen King comics. Uh, Scotty Young Oz adaptations are wonderful. There are all kinds of adaptations of novels, and uh, it's not all. It's not just as simple as like here is this very famous thing that everyone's heard of, and now we're going to make a. Uh, a comic book. Uh, there was a comic book adaptation of a of a novel series called Wool that was excellent. Oh, I remember it was that. Like this yeah. young adult, like dystopian future. Yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, and it's great. It's so great. Um, so yeah, it's yes, absolutely. I think that there can be comic book adaptations of novels. How many Star Wars novels have been adapted into comics? Like. It, yes, it can be done. Super it's stripped just, down. It, I'd rather read the novel. <laughs> That's all I'm then saying. Then read the goddamn novel, Matt. Are you a huge fan of wild cards that you're going to read this Here's wild card comic and go, mm, the novel did it better? I, I'll be totally honest. I'm not a huge fan of George R.R. R. Martin. Like, I read the first well, three Game of Thrones books, and they're good, but I didn't feel like I need to read them all, and I'm not dying to read the end, and maybe... The TV show not ending as well as I would have liked poisoned that a little bit. I don't know. But yeah, it, like I understand why people like George R. R. Martin. He's a good writer. I don't love him personally. And uh, I mean, Paul Cornell, perfectly talented, probably better. At, I would rather he's doing stuff like this than doing superhero comics, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but he's not writing it, Matt. Like, he's adapting it. Paul Cornell is writing it. He's adapting uh, Paul it. Cornell is, is adapting it. And also, this is going to be a, a what they're calling this a comprehensive adaptation which i feel like is something they've never really done like they've done things here and there but i think that this is going to be like a a story that kind of adapts the broad strokes of the yeah. entire run which is hopefully the- minus the butt <laughs> um <laughs> we'll see <laughs> but uh mike hawthorne's gonna do the art i love mike hawthorne. hawthorne's really good hawthorne's uh really so good. yeah i mean i have no reason to think that this won't be good and i don't think that just because it got its origins as a novel it makes it any less valid as a comic than something that got its origins as a movie or a tv show fair enough tom king's got a new project coming from black label called danger street writer tom king continues his black label reimagining of dc with new series with a new series that leaps right out of the pages of 
checks notes. Carmine Infantino's DC first issue special. (laughs) If you've never heard of the series, that's because it uh, was only around for a year and it starred some famous, uh, some lesser uh, famous Kirby creations. I'm not even sure they were all Kirby. Yeah, they not all of them. No, they weren't all Kirby. No, no. no. Uh, But Atlas, the Dingbats of Danger Street, (laughs) the Green Team, Lady Cop. King obviously uh, lifted the title from the Dingbats, but his story features some slightly more famous first issue special stars like Starman, the blue one, Metamorpho, and the guy who taught kids that helmets are important for safety, but shirts and pants are for cowards. Warlord. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Warlord. Ta- well, basically but, uh, a naked dude <laughs> wearing a helmet. You wore like a little except, furry bikini. But first, <laughs> but, first issues, but first issue special Warlord did not wear a helmet. He just yeah. wore like a wrestling singlet. Yeah, that came later. He became the furry bikini warlord. Now, Matt, you were 50-50 on the Tom King these days, but how excited should we be for the return of Warlord? I think this is, again, like just like Human Target, which we're both really enjoying, I think this is a perfect story for Tom King. Yes, I agree. No 100%. one's going to get upset if he messes around with Warlord, Mikhail Starman, and Metamorpho. Now, I do love Metamorpho, and I think Metamorpho has been done pretty dirty for a long time. But this is a perfect story for him. Uh, Jorge Fornes, who worked on Rorschach with him, is the artist. That guy is amazing. So, like, I don't know. I think this is perfect. I think it's going to be as good, if not as much fun, as the human target. They are going to – their plan, by the way, is to summon Darkseid to Earth so they can defeat him. Solid plan to prove to the Justice League that they should be in. <laughs> like, what yeah, could go I mean, wrong? And, and, and I think that that's the whole point is that it's a really idiotic plan because nothing screams "Let's fight Dark Side" like recruiting the Green Team, teen billionaires. Yeah, uh, to your uh, to your cause. Um, but yeah, it's like, like like literally, Lady Cop is gonna like, and they, there's preview art. Jorge Fornes. Wonderful, wonderful, Incredible. wonderful. Super don't, talented. Don't hold the fact that he drew the Rorschach comic against him. It's uh, He's a, a phenomenal talent. The Rorschach and I comic think, didn't look bad. That, I mean, no, it that. sure didn't look bad. No, not at all. I think that th- I agree that this is a per- perfect place for Tom King to take these kind of lesser, uh, certainly lesser known, less beloved characters. Like, um, obviously, most DC fans know Metamorpho. A yeah. lot of us know Warlord. But nobody gives a shit about the Dingbats of Danger Street. Nobody. Not not one person. <laughs> I, the, and the I don't even think the person that created the Dingbats of Danger Street cares about They're going to the show up, right? They're, they've got to show up, <laughs> right? Yeah, they were in the preview art. Oh, There's a, there was a slide of preview art that was like the Dingbats. Oh, boy. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, uh, Mikhail Thomas, uh, Mikhail Tomas, the star, uh, star man, is like my number one character from this uh from this idea so they better do right by him but it's black label so yeah you know whatever um yeah i think this i agree i think this is a perfect kind of like blue sky uh evergreen evergreen evergreen. yeah marquee whatever (laughs) uh like yeah let him let him do whatever he wants to dc characters just put it in black label like hey guess what if you want to tell the story, if you want to, if you want to put out Heroes in Crisis and slap a black label logo on it, I'm like, fine, go ahead, great, yeah, fine. Should have done that uh, before, <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, yeah, uh, but no, I agree. I think that this is the right place for uh, this kind of project. Um, I do think, like, part of me is like, I, I, I'm a little bit torn because, like, his Supergirl just ended this week. I loved it. I uh, loved it. Yes, like I know he's capable of telling excellent stories within the confines of the DC universe. Sure. I also want him to be able to tell the story he wants, 
but I also don't want him to shit on anything that I love. So <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I don't think that everything he, he does should be black label, but for something like this, for something like human target, which is clearly only right. continuity adjacent. Right. Uh, yes. Should strange adventures have been, um, black label. I don't know. I mean, it, it, it does kind of do some, some tough stuff to Adam strange, but uh, like, like I really at the end it. of the day, who really, yes. And I loved it too, but do I have this deep seated? Yeah. Uh, am I, am I so protective of Adam strange's continuity that right. I'm mad about anything? How that important no, I mean, come on. <laughs> not like I was not like I, not like I cared about Mr. Miracle. Certainly. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that this will be, this sounds good. The art will be glorious. Oh yeah form of a summer blockbuster. This week, DC announced Zan and Jaina, the Wonder Twins, will make the jump to the big screen with Black Adam writer Adam Stickle writing and directing. Joe, we both loved Mark Russell's take on Wonder Twins in the comics. Are you hoping for a darker, grittier take on the twins in the movie? <laughs> no, certainly not. <laughs> no, of course not. That was the I, joke. I mean, but thank you for playing. <laughs> Oh, well, why? Because the guy wrote Black Adam? He's like probably one of 10 writers of the Black Adam. No, but he's also worked on Twilight, The Maze Runner, and The Fault in Our Stars, which are all young adult, very tragic stories. So. Yes, but that's, I think the key is that they're all young adult right. stories, which right. means like the guy, the guy is just so happened to pick a bunch of downers, but like. Yeah, I mean, the guy, if the guy likes the Wonder Twins, then great. Um, but what, no new, like, we literally know nothing about it yeah. other than the fact that it is A, the Wonder Twins, and B, this guy's name. Um, there is no indication that uh, they are going to adapt Mark Russell and Stephen Burns' run. I hope they do, or I hope it's that version of them. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, why bother? Like, what, yeah. what? what version of the Wonder Twins are you going to give us that's going to be any better than that? Right. And um, if Gleek doesn't show up, I right, I'm out. <laughs> we can all, but we can all agree that Zan's powers are awesome. And uh, pardon me, Jaina's powers are awesome, and Zan's powers don't make any sense at all. Right? Jaina turns into an animal, and Zan yeah. is supposed to turn into like water of some kind. But In sometimes forms. he was a bucket of water or a fire hydrant spraying water. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'll, ag I'll agree that the logistics like, don't what? make sense. Like, how? Where does the where does the bucket come from? Right. Like, what part of Zan? Becomes and if you could do that, why not just turn into a tank? You know, <laughs> like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, like he could turn into a blizzard. He could yeah. turn into a typhoon. Like, yeah, I mean, I'd say he's I'd say that if used properly, both of their powers are very impressive. Fair but, enough. Uh, I do think that that super friends. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, where's the bucket come from? Like, come <laughs> All right. Like, that's I, enough of this crap. Let's let's set up a question of the week for these kids and then uh, open the phone lines and talk to our buddies. All right, this week's question was submitted by Franco American Cirillo. We'll see if he's got a different nickname this week. It still says Franco American in the Zoom chat, but yeah. we'll, we'll give him a chance to uh, update it if he wants to. Uh, what is your personal golden age of comics? We all know the different historical ages that comics fall into, but what is the era of comics that made you? The era that defines what comic books are for you Pardon me, I emphasized that incorrectly. <laughs> the era of comics that defines what comic books are for you. There we go. And what superheroes are for you. Uh, so, yeah, your own personal golden age of comics. I love it. JD, got a catch. Good morning, and how are you, sir? Good morning. So, I'll move on to the question of the week. Um, 
So uh, this is a hard one for me because uh, one, I have a little anxiety about it. Okay. I, I have a little imposter syndrome when it comes to being a comic book nerd because, I mean, I started reading in the early 90s, I think. I mean, like way like when I was in fifth grade, whenever that was, so that would have been actually late 80s. God, um, you kids are so but, cute. I love it. You know, I read through high school, so like the Jim Lee era of X-Men and stuff like that was really big for me. Sure. But then I dropped off for a long time. So when I look at the books that are more, that are most impactful on me and make, you know, like that I kind of hang my identity on, they're all uh, late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Things like Invisibles, Planetary. Sure, sure. Uh, I know Hellboy started in like 93, in 91, but or 93, but, you know, the heyday of Hellboy. You yeah. Know, when, when we started getting BPRD and things like that. Oh, yeah. Maybe I, like um, even before that, Dark Horse Presents. I remember when I met Hellboy and was just like, right. what is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and then also, you know, and, it, and you know, went through the... Marvel books, things like, uh, well, I mean, this is further into the 2000s, but Captain Britain and the and the MI13. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. You know, when, and then uh, also for me, I mean, a big formative era is whenever Comixology and Marvel Unlimited came out, when digital came out. Yeah. Because I was buying like maybe two trades every six months, you know, back before digital. And now, I mean... <laughs> I saw on your news. I, I, did you guys talk about the Comicsology Amazon thing? I'm glad you brought that up. We I didn't. We, we, we kind of were waiting for somebody who who might use it to bring it up. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm a big Comicsology guy. I'm not a big Comicsology guy, but after everybody, so for those of you who don't know, Amazon kind of wiped Comicsology from the earth and just sort of ate it. And now that's not true. All, well, I mean, now all the comics are like in Amazon though. Like and on Comicsology. Oh, and the app but the old, the old Comixology app doesn't work anymore. Yeah, is what the, I've heard. the app is totally gone. That's, though, right? No, that's not true. I was oh, I was just on I was just on the app this morning. What's everybody screaming oh, okay. about then? Maybe I don't understand. Um, well, the app updated for one. It right. completely overhauled. It's got a completely new UI. Yeah. Um, it looks more like Amazon now, though, right? Or like it does. Kindle? It looks a little bit more like the like the Amazon Kindle app. Right. It's got a similar layout. Uh, they did shit on you, iOS guys. Yeah. Big time. Uh, but they did that. But they did that way back too. I mean, iOS use iOS users on Comixology have almost always had to go through. Once Amazon bought Comixology, yeah. I think five years ago, you always had to go through Amazon to pay. Yeah, and that I found it like almost impenetrable. Like I'd be looking for like, all right, uh, I'm going to check this out for Comixology, and then you'd have to like go backwards through Amazon. Yeah, and I'm like, well, wait a minute, what am I doing? Doing? No, I, here, I have or? never had any trouble finding anything on Comixology. I'm not no, saying no, finding not it. Finding it. Paying, paying it, for it. <laughs> no, it, uh, uh, no, no. I have never had any trouble paying. Like I am an Apple, I have an Apple iPad and an iPhone, and I have never had any trouble. You good it, for you, but my my, my account I, that's, that's is, now. Just, but it could be that my account, my Comixology account, has been linked to my Amazon account for years. Maybe yeah, mine too. And yeah, so, once, but it's like it's like it. It's like paying for something with PayPal. It's just like yeah. it redirects you for a second, and then it takes yeah. you right back. See, it's mine not, was not. not mine difficult. would take me to Amazon. 
every right. time. And, That's, I was, and I was like, but, but uh, no, I mean, I think people are just, I mean, and I, and now I want to talk to you guys about it too. Cause I saw like, yeah, some people, people are having a ton of, uh, a ton of trouble with it. Pat and Oswald I, had like had a long I'm, I'm, I'm well. interested to hear that yeah, you're not. Uh, I didn't uh, have any problem. Uh, the only problem I had is now all of my comics are available through my Kindle library and I share my Kindle library with my wife. And so she now knows how many comics I've bought. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. And well, it's not good. That's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> that's tough. <laughs> yeah. But no, but I mean, the other night, the, the converse to that is now any comicsology or any comicsology comic you buy, if you share a Kindle library with someone, they can now read your comics. You can share your comics with your family through Kindle. Oh, that's kind of neat, I guess. Which is, which is great because that's one been one of the things I've had the biggest problem with is with digital is not being able to loan comics to people. Yeah. But my entire family are all Kindle users. So, you know, that's, the nice part about that um yeah so i don't know why the ui is i find the ui a bit cleaner one of the things i really one of the new things in the new app is you can now subscribe through the app to series which you used to only be able to do on the desktop oh i didn't know that yeah really yeah i yeah you used to only be able to like follow or subscribe to a series um now the annoying thing that they are i think are trying to work out is now if you are subscribed to a series now it treats it like a like an amazon pre-order so you get those annoying pre-order emails weird god that's weird <laughs> well, so like every month it's, it's gonna be like your pre-order yeah. of nightwing 89 is yep. about to ship oh yeah my, 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 <laughs> like, my, my saga emails are annoying because it's like your pre your amazon pre-order is about to is about to arrive and i'm like what did what the I don't get why it's so hard to do this right though. Like Marvel and DC have great apps. Just do that. Well, but they're not. I mean, but they're not point of purchase apps. They're yeah, yeah. Buying comics. I mean, used. Well, that's the thing is, even when Marvel was selling comics through their app, they eventually moved that over to Comicsology. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So did DC too. So they both kind of deferred to it. So I mean, a a, a point of purchase. You know, I, I think. What Amazon's trying to do, and I think this is a bigger discussion to think about, is Amazon's trying to do that thing that we've been wanting any comics provider to do, which is make it so that you don't have to go to the secret niche place to find comics. You can get them on your Kindle. You can get them on Amazon. There's something to be said for a a one hub that has everything. And I will say that the, the Kindle app on tablets not like a not like a kindle paperwhite but the kindle app on tablets and or phone or whatever and comiXology now the reading experiences are identical oh i uh, see now i have heard different uh, so i i i think that maybe some people are i i'm not sure what it is i'm not sure why it would be but i think <laughs> some people are having a different experience like the quality of the comics is not as good in some cases i've seen well like we have a friend we have an old friend uh dave not dave demarco that from our earlier days in in the comic shop uh who was posting screenshots from his recent purchase of of one of this week's comics and it was blurry it's like there's there's no reason not like blur not like like unreadable blurry but like if you were to zoom in, like if you zoom in on a comics on a digital comic on Unlimited or sure. on the old Comicsology or whatever, mm-hmm. it's crystal clear. Those yeah. files are very high res. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, like it was blurry. I, I, it, I don't read panel to panel, so maybe that's the issue. I think that was it. It's like he went into the guided view and the and the single panel zoom zoom ins were because I just got caught cloudy. up on uh, Magic Order Two last night, yeah, and was reading on the new app, and I was like, oh hey, and, and I, I'm glad you I'm glad you mentioned guided view because he did specifically say that he was doing it in guided. View. It just it sure yeah, seems like I a lot of people flipped out about this, and you're kind. Of, it sounds like we're from your, where you're coming from. It's not that big of a deal. It's not. I mean, and I don't know. Maybe I'm an Amazon apologist. I don't know. I mean, you're a plant. You're a plant, aren't you? So I Bezos sent you. I I think that I I think Bezos isn't attached with Amazon anymore. Oh, that's what he wants you to believe. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's living on the The Amazon. Storm is coming, JD. I'll tell you what. The people know. So I, I think that it depends on what you're using it for. I, I think if you already know what you're getting, if you already have these books ordered. Sure. Um, like well. your experience may not have changed that much. But I have seen and heard firsthand accounts of people being like, I went to the I went to search for saga. And the comic book saga was not in the first five search results. Yeah. And okay, so that's like, bullshit so, because I, I searched because I bought my wife uh, the first three issues of Eat the Rich because she okay. saw it on a TikTok and was interested in it. And, and the um, Aerosmith I, movie Eat the Rich didn't come up first? No, I typed in <laughs> Eat the Rich. No, it didn't. I typed in Eat the Rich and it was and it gave me first the series and then it gave me issues and it gave me volumes. Huh. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, and so. Maybe they or, fixed something too. I or, don't know. Or, like there's a push. or maybe or maybe Amazon search works on an algorithm in a way that something dedicated like comiXology. Well, I can actually speak to that. There's a company called not. Elastic Press that works with the company that I work for that built their search function. And yes, they may have had to tweak something, gone into yeah. Elastic Press and said, okay, people are freaking out about the comics. Yeah. Fix it. Uncheck that box. Check this one. Something like that. Yeah. So, and so I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I've heard, I've heard mixed things. I'm glad to hear that the sky is not, falling yeah. uh, and uh, even even my friend that said that about saga he's like look it's it's not it's not bad and there are they're constantly like fixes are incoming sure um like there are things that i wish they didn't do this kind of nightmare scenario that, that oh, yeah. Patton oswald experiencing where he goes into his comicsology library and all of his books are gone or blacked out or like he like that's obviously a, a problem that's a glitch Seriously? you can fix that, that. i mean yeah okay uh, so i i went into my comicsology app and yeah it was like there's nothing here and i had to log in the end i had to re-log yeah i mean and, and i don't know like I I, yeah. I I have to believe that like that well, Patton yeah. oswald is smart enough to figure that out because yeah. like these people are obviously experiencing right. real problems yeah like gail simone had a problem that you, <laughs> you know, like, that I, you are per, our per, our personal friend and acquaintance right. is not and i, so, I, will, I will admit i don't know last night was the first time i logged into the new app so maybe it had been updated. It could be so that I'm there's been that another there been update. updates. Yeah. I think yeah. these. I think most of these issues or these complaints you're hearing are from people uh, that were maybe you know like day one. Sure. You know, sure. Right. Like. Uh, and so issues. yeah, a lot of the things that I heard were from comic reviewers, right? That rely right. on that rely on Comicsology yeah. to get their review copies. Yeah, because it was like Wednesday, um, so that they can do hit, their basically. actual literal jobs. Right. Yeah, and I think the larger issue here is the whole, like you said, the sky is falling. I mean, change in the industry, the sky is falling. I remember when during the pandemic, when everybody moved away from Diamond and went to. Um, 
what was it um full moon or something like that oh yeah 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 the current distributor who's actually uh in stock trades right and uh um or the other company uh that does the mail order stuff and everyone was like oh they're just gonna make everyone go to mail order and all that you know none of that happened well sure and and now i do still hear about issues of like comic stores not getting dc yeah (laughs) Yeah, DC is still kind of a mess with shipping from what I understand. But yeah, you know. I mean, I just last week I heard of a store in, in Little Rock that like hadn't gotten DC in two weeks. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, damn, there's still issues but, there. I think they're switching over to Penguin uh, like now because yeah. they've had so many problems. But like, you know, I know Marvel's Marvel went to their uh, book publisher. Yeah. For, for distribution which, it, which makes it just makes sense and look i'm not going to yeah. defend diamond comics diamond had plenty of problems and i don't blame anybody that doesn't want to deal with diamond comics and yeah. if you're big enough to control your shipping or have right. a company that does it you're an idiot not to work with them i mean no, yeah bring it that, in-house that, and and speaking of book publishers and comic publishers that's another thing one of my minor nitpicks with the kindle comicsology synthesis is in your kindle library you can't sort between regular comics and books also like tra- comics and regular books so they're all together ah come Which, on i mean on a philosophical <laughs> level is like yes they're books they should just be seen as the same but it's like if i'm trying to find yeah, like, no, 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 the no. latest dresden novel <laughs> i yeah. don't want to have to surf through 56 issues of saga right or daredevil <laughs> to get to dresden yeah. or, or the whatever. dresden like, files com- comic book yeah oh, which are fantastic some of them are really good jd we got to keep moving here though so we got a bunch of people in line good all to right, talk, to, talk you. to you guys later thank you for all the right, buddy. Hey, hey, thanks for the yeah thanks for the report appreciate that and yeah of course and like i'm sure it was rocky at first so they move everything over and they're gonna fix that stuff settle down it'll be okay brian how are we doing today sir <laughs> good guys how you doing oh you know <laughs> so um the uh the peacemaker finale i thought was pretty good man um man it, it just did exactly what it needed to do it was gross it was fun you know yeah. it was touching oh it it's very gross yeah He's, yeah it's it's a little it's like right on the edge of too gross for me but yeah um, yeah, yeah uh poor Adebayo. i i he's like <laughs> Yeah, it's like when she came down in that helmet, and he was like, "Don't wear this helmet. Do not wear this helmet." And she came down in the helmet, and and he's like, "No, no, don't do it." And then did, he did it again. Yeah, that it was good. It, oh, was, it was worth so it. Very funny. One one criticism I have, because um, I'm going to be uh, slightly positive today, is the uh, we have this rich intergalactic universe of uh space aliens in dc and they use these butterflies yeah i mean you know it's a it's just like i got to like episode six and i was like wait a minute what are these but like things? that's their that's their bodies though right like that's what they are yeah but they're no, no, not no. Like, he's saying why didn't they use an existing dc alien yeah. oh, oh, oh oh sorry sorry yeah right. I, yeah, I that's what, yeah, yeah, yeah i don't yeah. i don't mean that before. yeah exactly like like i know like dominates why not? That, yeah. But, why not? But you know what the, I mean? Yeah. Right. The, uh, uh, the, 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 the cuns or the, or the, yeah, it's just, it's yeah. sort of like, ugh, like I would, I wish it was a little more either so obscure that I don't know what it is or, um, you know, tie it in. So that right. I think is a little, uh, eh, I mean, I, I think know. the only, I think the only thing, I mean, Oh, you know what? They could have used the Durlins. Sure. And that right. could, and that would have gotten them right around. That would have gotten right around the whole idea of like, it's a, it's a, it's a secret stealth invasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there's not going to be a secret invasion of, of Kund warriors or dominators yeah, or yeah, whatever, yeah. but yeah, you could do, you could do Durlins. Yeah. And the only, the only thing I can think of is that they knew secret invasion was coming and they didn't want to say, Hey, we got our own shape shifty guys. 
you know, they didn't yeah, ever, I don't know. That's never stopped them before, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would, so I why would not do it first? Get it on, <laughs> it was, I would get it on TV first. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I do, I totally do agree 100%, but I think there was also something very kind of like viscerally effective about seeing the butterflies forcibly take over an existing yeah, yeah. being. It, it kind of got to like further. It wasn't at the beginning. Like I've never heard of alien butterflies, but it's like, Oh, I wish that it had been like, he didn't like he went all in with Starro, you know, like he didn't make yeah. A, yeah. a kaiju vague thing that didn't, you know, like he that is a legit thing and a real thing. And even like yeah. those, you know, the, the classic like the black and white videos of like the starfish, like slapping people and like, like yeah. he leaned in with that and then to be like, which is awesome. And I'm so glad he did that. Like, I wish they hadn't shown us in the trailers. Like it would have been so great to see that in the, in the yes. uh, theater. But, um, yeah, that's the only really criticism I have of like, I wish they had tied because everything else is so like, I mean, I won't go to specifics. I hopefully people haven't been spoiled and if they haven't seen it, but there is like a literal tie into the rest of the universe. Like it, it is very much in the uh, same, yes. right. you know, this is in the, the DC cinematic universe. So, yes. and they've got uh, four movies coming out this year from DC, which is, I think, crazy i would say i don't think there's much next year <laughs> so let's maybe yeah. push aquaman but, well i think um, two of them are two of them oh well batgirl is coming to hbo um which i mean it's still a movie but um I and then wonder wonder twins to, is also coming to hbo what i thought batgirl got promoted to movie oh um i mean it is a feature length film but i think it's just being released on hbo max well, um, you know, I don't have to leave my house, so that's great. Yeah, I, I right. love watching from home, um, for real. Um, yes. Yeah, so, uh, one thing about the uh, <laughs> the novel adaptations is that um, I agree with Matt that I think that there's something to the translation of the of the expressive prose to comic panels, and I I think that it's like Stephen King weaves this whole world with his stories, and then all of a sudden it's like silent panels of a guy on a horse yeah yeah you know like it, there there's your and and then the only solution for that is caption boxes and it's like a ton of exposition yeah a ton of captions I, and I, I just i i don't think for the most part it works i think I there agree. are some things that can but i think it feels like this is a lot of work yeah to put something and you know and it's that impossible thing where it's not going to match most people's image of what's in their heads i would and i'll so take you, it further it's not going to be better it's just not it's not going to be better like the uh, novels especially it's hard enough to make a movie out of them let alone a comic book and oh and most movie adaptations are not good right so, you it's know, very it's, very difficult yeah. outside of like Controlling. harry potter and uh i mean <sighs> dune they did a really good job on dune but we got another movie they could screw it up i don't know <laughs> we'll see yeah i you mean know? they did but three and a half very, hours more, very so. difficult to adapt that stuff and i just think novels to comics is it, it's never nailed it for me it just never has when when i i mean i've i know that i've heard of this series before this book series but i know that i've never read a page of it but it just i was envisioning like that starship troopers weird sci-fi thing you know like they're that that type of like it's now but like a little different like you know that edge of the future kind yeah. of stuff yeah um, oh yeah and so right, right, right. it yeah. just it all it all it's like uh the fields and fighting in their battle, the hunger games, like that sort of thing where it's like the hunger games, not the distant future. It's like, yeah, Uh, you're not wrong, Brian. It just might be kind of in reverse because like 
it's this it's this period of time where it's like this is 20th century earth it's america the the bomb goes off or the virus is released in new york city over over the skies of new york city and so it's like early 20th century america and so there's gangsters and like uh, balloon busters and and you know all kinds of like uh, historical type characters that we know, but then on the cover of this freaking comic book is a guy dressed like Oscar Wilde, like literally with like the 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 floppy hat and the high collar and the and the the flare and 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 uh, feathers and and uh, frill coming out of the hat. It's like, who is this? Who who are you? Why are you dressed like this? <laughs> Why are you dressed like a 19th century dandy? Uh, but um, yeah, so it's like, okay, uh, this is, is not a, to offend any of our dandy listeners. Okay. No, 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 <laughs> certainly not. Um, we have a huge percentage of uh, dandy there's listeners. a THN dandies fan page uh, actually. So. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, but like, I, it, so it's like, this is a recognizable time period, but also like, no, why? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why is it like this? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I am not going to read that comic. I'm, I'm good. Bill. I'm sure they'll have a fun. <laughs> yeah, um, you know what? We'll let you know if it's any good. Yeah. The um, I I thought the uh the the Tom King uh Jorge Fornes book sounds bizarrely interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. I finally I did get through the Rorschach book. I don't think that it. I think if it wasn't Rorschach, it would still be interesting. Um, I don't really get, or at least parts of it. Like, there's a lot of weird stuff in there. Um. The whole like Frank Miller thing is so bizarre. Yeah. Um, but the art's really, really nice. And uh, mm-hmm. I think the new that, you know, I don't know, what do they call it? Like the, the knuckleheads of uh, Danger Street or the Dandy Boys. I forget the, what it was. The, the, yeah, the Dandy. I think it's the Dandy Boys. <laughs> the Dandy Boys the of Danger Street. Of Danger Street. <laughs> That's a um, different book. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm to- you know what? I want that 12 issue. Let's yeah, there do you it. go. Um, yeah, no, I think that one, I mean, sure, let's do it. That's exactly where he right. should hang out with And all this is what books. you do with Warlord. And Metamorpho, these like these are characters that probably look. I don't have oh, any war- deep like love for. I don't, Warlord. I don't think I've ever Warlord. read a Warlord book, but I don't know how you what you do with that character other oh, than Warlord completely is- change him, like put him in a different outfit. <laughs> we've we've read Warlord. We we reviewed we? an issue of Warlord during a Cosmic Longbox. Yeah. Oh, there's um, a million of them. He was just in Young Justice for no reason. It's uh, oh yeah, he was in ago. he was in Young Justice. Yeah, there's right. nothing that makes me turn the pages faster than Warlord on the page. So I just say, uh, <laughs> all right, dude, like what a weirdo with that helmet uh, and the song and yeah, and, like oh, a pistol. Yeah. Like I don't, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he's, Sword and a he's pistol. like he's a modern day like he is an Earth pilot. He's a military pilot, right? He's like uh, a Flash who, Gordon who's, kind of character. Whose right? plane goes down and. Uh, he ends up being at this uh, subterranean world. Like, it's not Flash Gordon, but it's like, it's like the, city of the, 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 the bowels of the, the earth. earth. Yeah. Pellucidar, um, like the Star Edward Taurus, Rice Burrow yeah. stuff. Right? Um, and uh, so, yeah, he finds this like lost world at the center of the of, of the earth and he gets trapped there. And so he's got his pistol. Right. Um, but also like nothing else because his planes crashed. So. Where do you know how to make bullets? Where yes. the winged yeah. helmet come yeah, from? Yeah, well, you know. Um, I, you know, I don't know. The wing helmet came later. It's I don't like he I didn't, didn't read that make issue. that. <laughs> and if you can, it make was it. probably gifted to him. I don't know. All right. I don't know. It it's doesn't nonsense. really, I don't it's really think it's, it matters. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, like first issue special is just this bizarre artifact. And I think if you want to plumb from that, if you think you can tell a fun story plumbing from that weird nonsense, then more power to you. And Car- I, so- I think the, the idea of him just, or, you know, them trying to use all of them. Yeah. You know, like not, yes. and not, and not 
leaning away from anybody. Like, oh, I don't know if they would fit. Like, nope, they're all in there. And yeah. that is the thing that I think yeah, no, is there's okay. A, there's an fun. important place for Lady Cop in this story. That's fun. Oh, I, I, I my mean, favorite I, part about the first issue special thing is so Carmen Infantino, his brilliant idea was, well, nothing sells better than first issues. We all know that. So let's make a whole series of first issues. And everyone was like, Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, uh, until you figure that out as a comic book uh, right. retailer, it is a nightmare to, to figure out how to catalog because it is literally just, it's essentially, it, it sounds like 12 one shots, but really it's an right. ongoing series, but every issue is number one. Yeah. Like brilliant. It's, it's real. It's real Boy. smart. Yeah. Well, these I'm kids are, these kids Sounds are good. so stupid. They'll never see it coming. <laughs> hey, they're, they're relaunching uh, Spider-Man for the seventh time and then six issues later it will be number 900 again so yeah. you know yeah, yeah, all, yeah. They, they have not learned a lesson yeah. or, or they did learn right. a lesson we right? used They're to like, we right. literally used to stand in the comic shop and make fun of manga for this stuff we would look at this and we'd be like what is this it's like number 744 chapter one part eight you know and like and now guess what here we are Spider-Man number six, number 900. <laughs> so, yeah. right, I just, yeah. I, I, I will, I don't know. I mean, I know that, you know, there are problems with the, the serialization of, of comics and all that, but the idea of like, oh, I'm going to Spider-Man number one. Oh, that I'm going to start there. Like, you know, that there's a lot of baggage, right? Like right. you have to know that. Like right. everyone knows. Right. No, like, like who is fooled into thinking that this is the first ever <laughs> Spider-Man comic. Uh, everybody that used to of. try and sell us comics. Remember that every well, day sure. go, I got Spider-Man number one. I'll, I'll take 200 bucks for it. And like that one came out six months ago. No, it's number one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you are well aware that Spider-Man did not premiere in 1999. You know that, right? right? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, who is the writer? Uh, Stanley. Oh, uh, someone named Zeb Wells. Like, yeah. oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. It's like uh, it's it's right up there with the the people that were like, yeah, I've got the first appearance of Superman. I got yeah. the first appearance of got Superman. It. It's, right all, it's like, um, what's it look like on the back? Well, it's got an ad for Nestle Quick on the back. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> it's like that. That's no. That's right. not no. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Go away. Uh, yeah. No. It, it is true. It, it, it's true. And there are people that there must be a reason why they do it. It's it's. They do it because it works. Yeah, for, first issue sell more. It's true. For five minutes. It works for five minutes. Right. It works for five minutes. Yeah. And so, yeah. And then, or I guess six yeah. issues. And then they're like, all right, six issues. All right. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. In the then business, as 900. they say, it moves the needle, Joe. That's all you got to do. Move that needle. Oh, it, yeah. it wiggles the needle <laughs> yeah. a little. It wiggles it. Yeah. Brian, good to yeah. talk to you, man. We're going to keep moving here. All right. Later, guys. Later, buddy. Bye, bud. How are we today, Franklin? Hey, guys. Just real quick. I, I want to ask you a question. Did did you believe the queen in the last episode of Peacemaker? Did you believe that they were actually there for peace? I mean, they seem pretty violent. I don't know. Otherwise. Yeah, I, I don't you know. I don't know. But I I think it makes that more interesting. Even yeah. just the story of like, like, hey, man. We're doing the same thing you are. Yes, we killed some people, but we're doing it to save well, the planet. Well, I mean, that's, you know? that's the thing, right? Are they it's telling like, the truth? Well, it's still subjugation, whether it's well-meaning subjugation right. or not. Yes, I do think they were telling the truth. But like Joe okay. said, okay. it's still well, subjugation. Yeah, they were still going to – It's that's like <sighs> – you know, it's obviously not the exact same. It's not a one for one comparison, but it's still the same thing as like, as like, you know, oh yeah, Big Brother, Big Brother loves you. Big Brother is right. here yeah. to help you. Yeah, yeah. right, like, right. Like, yeah, okay. Like they're <laughs> gonna save the planet at the cost of people's 
free will. Right. And they, it's not even that they were saying that they were going to butterfly every single person on the planet. No. Right. Just enough people to get the job done. But OK. But then what? Right. Right. Like yeah. Those people are dead. Those butterflies are probably not going to give up those bodies. Right. And and so now there's a and the, there's an occupying alien force calling the shots on Earth. Like mm. that's great. You s- fixed global warming. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. But also, <laughs> well, but uh, more importantly, it served to tell like this wonderful character moment for I, I love the show. I where like, like Adebayo says what night. we're all thinking. She was like, well, I yeah. figured it was your like lunatic, you know, far right libertarian. Like ain't nobody going to tell me I can't ruin my right. planet. Okay. And he's like, no, I did it to save my friends. You know, and yeah. you're just like, oh, it was, oh. It was, I know it was great. John Cena was fantastic. He's fantastic. He's yeah. yeah, I didn't like I didn't like him at the end of Suicide Squad, too. I, I was like, oh, what an asshole. Wow. I can't believe that. But then I really this this show, this whole arc of this show was fantastic. Yeah. The other thing is, you notice, I, I wonder if the butterflies actually might be something that came out of Charlton or Charlton Comics, because both Peacemaker and Vigilante oh. came out of Charlton. Maybe. Yeah. You Maybe know, that's a Charlton thing. That, that's a good, good. I don't call. know. I don't know. I don't know. I wonder that. Somebody lay it no. on us. Lay yeah. that one oh, on so us. I, yeah. Let me let me answer my let me answer my question. My question is, um, what made me the comic fan that I am today is the late seventies and early eighties, like comics from Marvel. It mar- it's absolutely Marvel. You know, sure. my my dad used to read me Superman and Batman when I was a kid, but I, I didn't. I wasn't like a super fan. But it was the late late seventies Hulk and that early eighties X-Men. Nice. That cemented me as a comic book fan. Nice. And, and, um, and I have to say, you know, like in 1985 and when George Perez did crisis, that was it. That was it. That was like, all right, I am fully in. And of course, you know, I'm not going to get into George Perez because we're going to go, we'll, you know, we'll we don't want to cry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's my answer because I absolutely, I absolutely loved those 19 early eighties. That's X-Men a great answer. Yeah. I loved, I loved Chris Claremont's writing. Yep. I loved, I loved Dave, Dave Crockram and John Byrne's artwork. Yeah. Um, I actually got into probably, probably the X-Men just the, at the end of John Byrne's run and the beginning of Dave Cockrum's run. But Man, Dave Cockrum, he loved to design costumes. Yeah, and yeah. I love mm-hmm. it. They were, they were just crazy out there, wacky. This would not actually work in reality costumes. Right. But loved it. But they were Absolutely rad. They looked really cool. Yeah. And I would argue oh, right after Cockrum left, we started getting a lot of like leg warmers and a yeah. lot of like, well, <laughs> like you know, Michael was, Jackson jackets and stuff. Yeah, like, what are they yeah, wearing? Yeah, that, that was the 80s, man. It was the <laughs> yeah. late 80s, early 90s, man. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I, okay, and, so I'm a lot like you. I grew up. I'm yeah. a Marvel guy. I didn't get into DC oh, until yeah. way later. Like DC, way you know later. what? DC, I came around to DC around the like late 90s back I would say back around. No, that's not true. I came back around to DC after when Alan Davis started drawing Batman. Oh, I don't know Detective if you guys remember. Comics, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that was like maybe 86 or 87. I loved, I loved that. And then, you know, Jerry Ordway drawing Superman yeah. and, you know, John Byrne, John Byrne's new take on Superman. Like, I mean, all of that stuff, I think 85 was like, like 85, 86, 87 was that really, really informative year for me, really cemented my love of comics. Uh, my friends and I would go to the comic shop every Wednesday, hang out, buy comics. My friend would come home with a stack of comics. Not even, I'm not even exaggerating. 
two feet tall. Yeah, because you, know, you could. Tall, mm-hmm. they, they cost like 50, 75 cents. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. You got five right. bucks. Here's like 20 comics. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, and I loved it. I loved I loved that era of comics. I still believe that if com- that if Marvel and DC put out books that were a dollar or two dollars a pop, they would sell so many more books. Oh, absolutely. You know, and it because they become more accessible. Yeah. And put out those old issues, and they do. They do put out those old issues for like a dollar. You can buy them. You know, you go in the comic shops. They do. And they but sell you like know what you do? You make print. an image. Did it really smartly? Make every first issue a dollar. Everyone, yeah. it's a loss. Yeah. You want to? Oh, right. Sure. But amazing, you know they don't do it anymore. They amazing Spider-Man no. number one. Oh, one dollar. Every anybody you want to try it out? One dollar. Who cares? Yeah. It's just so, a buck. So I think was that was that it for the oh my god the Doctor Strange trailer. You guys didn't say anything about oh, Doctor Strange trailer. Yeah. So let's uh, so, completely bonkers. Let's talk Doctor okay. Strange. All right, we're gonna talk about the Doctor Strange trailer. Oh, so god. I gotta um, rub my face uh, real hard first. All right, all right. So uh, I don't know there's if I'm a new there was a there was a Super Bowl trailer for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and in that trailer, it is very clear that. Um, what if is way more important than yeah. you may have thought. Um, yep. <laughs> also, um, that is definitely Shuma Gorath. They just can't call it Shuma Gorath for licensing reasons. Right. Uh, which is weird to me because they have the rights to Conan, but I don't know. I don't understand. Well, they how, bought the rights I'm to not, Conan. I'm huh. not a lawyer. I don't know how no. it works. Uh, well, no, they're not going to own the rights to Conan forever. That's how license does work. No, it'll, no, it'll I, eventually I go to a different. Yeah. But um, right but now like, they don't. I, own I don't the understand why they own. All, <laughs> I just don't understand why they own, you know, Solomon Kane and Dark Agnes right. and not Shuma Goras. <laughs> yeah, be, even though it's a Robert E. Howard creation. Anyway, you're not, not a lawyer, point. Joe. I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Um, but yeah, so he's Gargantos, but he just, uh, under my breath, I will always be calling. Every time they say the word Gargantos, I will say Shuma Goras. <laughs> uh, and um, Dr. Strange. Just get to the Patrick is, Stewart part. I mean, like, come on. Yeah, let's, right. let's, let's, let's get it off. Yeah. So, so Stephen is captured by Baron Mordo. Um, what I'm now uh, thinking is a variant of Baron Mordo, yes. not our Baron mm-hmm. Mordo. Right. Um, who works for this group that is holding Stephen accountable for basically breaking the multiverse. And uh, that group... Uh, uh, one of the members of that group speaks and says, we should just tell him the truth. And the voice that says those words is Patrick Stewart. It yes. Is un- it is unmistakable. I um, watched it five times. Just it's to not hear like it. they're not even trying to hide it. No. Um, right. So what everyone is speculating, which I think is true, is that this is going to be at least some version of the Illuminati. Yeah. Whether it's even close to the version from the comics that we know, I can't say. What about the rumors um, that Tom Cruise is going to play for Star? Yeah, so um, that's uh, heavily rumored. Complete is, horseshit. Uh, you think it's I don't. Enough? I don't know okay. that it is necessarily complete because, horseshit. And I will tell you why. Why? 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 Because I'll, I'll, I know why. We knew. No, for I mean, months. why? Why oh. do you think it's horseshit? Because we oh. knew for months who was going to show up in Spider-Man Away Home because there were set photos. There was uh, there was r- like pictures of them, rumors, stuff like that. All we okay, have here is a like, bunch of fans going, "Tom Cruise is going to be Superior Iron Man." Uh, <laughs> I mean, but did you know uh, why Tom you... Cruise? Robert Downey Jr. is alive. <laughs> it's not even like. Well, why would you get some of that? Well, because these var- these variants, what we we know from. No Way Home is that many of these variants are not exactly the same person, which is why one is Tobey Maguire, one is Andrew Garfield. Sure. So but they are established that's why Spider-Man we are getting, in the reality. We are getting 
Patrick Stewart as Professor Xavier because there is literally no other reason on God's green earth that you cast Patrick Stewart in I a totally Marvel agree. movie. I totally agree. Um, he's not going to be the MCU's Professor X no, when they no, get around to the X-Men, no. but they will say it's it's a wink and a nod and a way to introduce the concept of the X-Men right. into the MCU without actually debuting their version of the X-Men. Right. Um and uh, and so there are rumors, as Frank said, that we will see Black Bolt, Tony Stark, Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, but they will be played by characters. They will be played by actors uh, in the case of Tony that are di- new to the character or um, actors that will probably not be the same actors that play them when they get introduced. So like yeah. if they do show Reed Richards, it will probably not be the same Reed Richards. I hope they get can. the guy from the old uh, Roger Corman, Corman Fantastic movie. Four movie. Richard, <laughs> yeah, I'm right. thinking the same thing. Yeah, that would, that would be, be that would be so cool. <laughs> um, uh, and, like, and I think that I think it's clear that it's Tony Stark uh, because uh, it, one of those scenes from the trailer is that we see like Doctor, the weird Iron Doctor Man Strange, things, yeah. Doctor Strange is being led through this complex by a group of uh, robots that look like a cross between Iron Man and Ultron. Yeah, right. I definitely got more of an Ultron vibe for them. Well, they look like yeah. Iron Man armor, yeah. but it's silver, but they also have those wings on yeah. the side. And yeah, and kind of weird like pointy Ultron eyes kind of too. You know, I think it's also a nod back to uh, when Iron Man was being made, they wanted uh, the like the money people backing this movie wanted Tom Cruise and, right. you know, and, and geniusly, um, what's his name? Uh, Favreau. Oh, Favreau. John Favreau. Favreau. Right. Sorry. John Favreau fought for Robert Downey Jr. He said, yeah. no, 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 we cannot hire Tom Cruise. We need Robert Downey Jr. And, and you know, that was the, that was one of the things that the, the producers wanted was, uh, was, was a recognizable person. Yeah, huge star. Like power. Tom Cruise. Yeah. I don't think I don't think the MCU uh, and, and, and out. See, and that's fun. and that is the that's the you know you mentioned that that's and fun. that's the that's the fun kind of twist on yeah. this that I think is super cool is that we got a recognizable figure in Robert Downey Jr. but it's also somebody that could believably play this broken person right yes whereas if Tom Cruise had been that actor it would have been a tougher pill to swallow right yeah so what i am hearing a rumor that i'm hearing a lot is that this is a version of tony stark where everything went right for him Ah. and that's why he is like okay i like that a lot that's why he's like (laughs) like and so if it's if it's tom cruise yeah i actually like that a lot yeah it's like it's this this guy where it's just like oh yeah this is tony stark without the alcoholism without the accident right i didn't have to snap um, because we stopped Thanos or whatever right uh yeah right exactly and it's like and yeah so now he's basically running the show from a multiversal citadel controlled by perfect peacekeeping robots that he's built um, there's also a character that there's also something in the trailer, uh, a being, um, nobody could tell what it is, but the character is crackling with yellow and blue energy. Right. Uh, people are, yeah. when they start when they, when, when the Illuminati rumors, uh, came up, people were like, is that the human torch? No. Um, it looks more like Captain Marvel's energy, that's but I will I'm bet you too. any amount of money that it is Monica Rambo. Yeah. Mm. That's my guess oh. too. That would be great. Uh, even if it's a Monica Rambo from a different universe, it's yeah. Monica Rambo. It's yeah. Um, because but, they're not um, going to introduce like, like people. It's Nova. Like, look, I like Nova too. Yeah, it's not going to be Nova. No. You're not going to introduce a Nova like that and make and, it go and, wow. You know, and, right, like, and like so. Where I've come down to is that I don't think I think I think it's plausible 
Um, I, I think it's a lock. I think you guys have Professor sold X. it to me yeah. a lot more yeah. with this talk than before when I was coming. So just like, shut up, nerds. <laughs> you know, like, come on. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think it's a lock that that's Professor X. Yeah. Um, no. I think it's plausible that we get a version of Tony because obviously we also have Mordo. Mordo could be the variant of Mordo where he becomes the Sorcerer Supreme and it, he takes Steven's place in the mm. Illuminati. Yeah, something like that. Whereas in the comics, it's it's Steven. Um, I you- doubt... I doubt we see Black Bolt because I don't know if anybody wants to remind you of the mm, Yeah, I doubt um, it. And I will stop there because I don't think we will get anything that says FF. No, I, I agree. I don't think we're going to see it. Because it's different with the FF. We already have a version of the X-Men that we have to right. kind of try to explain. Right? Like we yeah. already, if, <laughs> if, we're, if, we're, if we're going with, the, with the, the multiverse theory that like the Sony movies are just different worlds in the multiverse for Spider-Man, then the Fox X-Men movies have to have the same treatment. Right. Um, yeah. So they will absolutely say that that is a version of Professor X. So what about the Fantastic Four movies? They don't get the same treatment? You mean the one Fantastic Four movie that was never actually released? No, I don't think. No, I'm talking the about the pre- two. Oh, what are you talking oh, about? The, the Rise of Silver Surfer and the Fantastic yeah, the piece the of crap. From maybe Fox. it's Yo. We got maybe three it's, shitty Fantastic Four movies. No, we just had two. We only had two. <laughs> but maybe, maybe you know, we only had no. Maybe we do three. Get Joe, maybe. we had three movies. It were three Fantastic oh, Four movies. Oh, uh, the third yes. one. Yes, the third one doesn't count. I was gonna say, I sincerely hope that we don't get it, but we do get Doom from the third movie. Who was that the movie blogger? Is called, that movie is called Fan Force Dick, uh, uh, not Fantastic One. I will so say, why don't get those re- get the same treatment? Um, Other you, than no, I hate you're them, right. I don't want I, them to. I blocked it out. Yeah. That's on me. You're absolutely right. Um, if we do get anything versus uh, about a read, I kind of feel like it will be. They have to choose one. I don't think they'll do both. Yeah. And so I think they might choose the one that actually became the Mr. Fantastic we know. I think they they might choose the older, the Yoan Gruffid or whatever his name is, um, mm. the British dude. Maybe. I don't care. Ah. I, I, it, like, that's yeah. certainly, I'm not going to get a rise out of that. Now, if they do, like, and, you know, total curveball, Silver Surfer's there instead. And then I'd be like, whoa! <laughs> you know, like, I'd be into that. Because <laughs> the Silver um, Surfer looked really neat, but that story sucked. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that that's, I think that that's what they're doing. I think it's going to be, yeah. there is zero reason to put Patrick Stewart no. in an MCU movie and not oh, yeah. have him be a variant of Professor now, X. I, with I, that I said though, 100%. we're all in agreement that after this movie, he is not the Professor X no, in the MCU. I, no, no, no. You're right. And this any, is not any, how they introduce the X-Men. This is a wink no. and a nod and that's I, I it. Think, I think that it is a way to say to audiences yeah. hey the concept of mutants exists in the right. multiverse right so don't be surprised when they show up in the mcu and maybe ask why they're not in your mcu right now maybe, and maybe something happens at the end at maybe the end there's of this something movie. along those lines like wanda no maybe more it's like a reverse no more mutants and yeah. all of a sudden the Ooh. mutants have always been there yeah Wanda, you know, like uh, right, well, Wanda, I think is the was villain. Amazing. There's and a like house. The there, there could be a serious got. House of M kind of tie-in yeah. there, and that would be one way to do it. And now, I'm not saying that that's going to happen in this movie. Maybe it's building to something, but I do think I, I like what you're saying about the wink and the nod. And I think there will be a question as to if mutants aren't introduced here, why aren't they here? If they, we know they're there, right? They're there. I, I think I, I, I think that the, I think that the. I think that this movie will be a way to introduce the to pose the question right. and prepare 
non-comic reading viewers. Yes. And I and I think that it will be a like I, I think like everything Marvel has done that it will be a long game. Yeah. Where they say, uh, if if at the end of the Doctor Strange two movie we don't get something that like suddenly births mutants into the world because I I have been saying for a while now I don't think it will be satisfying if all of a sudden mutants start to be born. Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, and it, because you're not going to have a connection. You're not going to have a connection to a Professor X that's just become Professor X and is just now starting to learn about me. Like that's no, no. We have to have like the what what makes the X Men cool is that like oh yeah he recruited these character he recruited these kids as as children right and has helped kind of raise well, them. There's and train no way them in hell where they're not going to introduce right. Wolverine and Cyclops. Like you right, gotta go right, yeah, all, yeah, and right, yeah, and you can't you can't introduce a character like Wolverine that's just now become a mutant. That's right. just, his character doesn't allow it. No, I, I think the and, question will be why are there no mutants in our reality? I, and what I, happened? And to I think cause the that? only I think one of the only way. I think one of the easiest ways, but one of the uh, one of the ways you can get mutants into the MCU is with like a magical light switch. Sure. Like or something f- happening in the multiverse. Or fixing something that was already broken. You didn't know something sure. along those lines. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. And so, yeah, I think we're I think that this is uh, I think that this is the start, whether it's an overt step like Wanda or the Illuminati or the multiverse collapsing or whatever. Uh, or you know like folding together actually creating a new world where mutants exist or have always existed whether it's that or whether it's just like the idea of saying hey mutants are a thing get ready yeah uh yeah. that's that's this is movie this is that movie frank yeah. we're gonna keep rolling here all right good to talk good to you talk my to man you guys. Woo, we unpacked our feelings yeah we did now uh open letter to everybody on the internet that's like there it is professor x is back hugh jackman officially signed on as wolverine it's all that like no no, they are no, no, not no, 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 no. going to hire an 88 year old man to play Professor X for the next 10 years. No, there will, uh, <laughs> when 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 Marvel Studios gets around to doing an X-Men movie, yeah. it is I guarantee you it will be with an all new cast of characters Absolutely. and familiar and the roles we know. Yeah, these will be to. new versions of the characters played by new actors. David Robbins, good morning. And how are you, sir? Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? It is afternoon now, isn't it? My bad. Yeah. Um, I, I answer the question of the week and then I'm circling back to this, uh, Dr. Strange, uh, yeah. X-Men multiverse talk, um, there. So, uh, I had, I had some comics growing up, uh, like in elementary school. I remember having a collection of like old transformers and GI Joe books and stuff, uh, in the probably mid eighties, um, lost those to a friend who moved away. Cause that's what happened to all of us sure. with comics and stuff back then. Um, was out of comics for quite a while in high school a friend of mine got me back into them and my golden age that really got me back into comics hardcore was the age of apocalypse nice that that nice. story that four month like flip because i didn't yeah. need to know anything of what would happen recently this was a whole new story nobody knew what was happening i got dragged heads headlong into that world and just kind of spun out from there well and it was also a time where there, we didn't have an internet you know in place yep. where we could like you constantly had marvel telling you what was coming six months later so you knew everything was fine like we were at the mercy of our comic shops and that yeah. like stupid little free newsletter the comic shop news that yep. came out comic shop news and yeah. wizard magazine who was so in on the take that they would print whatever they were told so we just got like i remember Wizard Magazine, X-Men, canceled. And we were all like, yeah. what? 
yeah. I mean, it's, click it's a it's a it's clickbait. It's a clickbait headline. Of course, you, yeah. You but know. it was physical, and that's all we but knew. It's proto and, proto clickbait. Yeah, and we were all just like, "Are you kidding me?" And then all of a sudden, this age of apocalypse stuff. We start to see images, and I remember like the first image we saw was Sabretooth, good guy, and everybody went, "Yeah, Bruh. <laughs> like, huh?" <laughs> and and uh, uh, Colossus with the the red bandana. Yeah, the do rag uh, and the yeah, it. man. Oh, yeah. Wolverine with one hand. Yeah, Wolverine with yeah. one hand, and then oh man, I loved it. Cyclops. Wolverine with one hand. The only person Jean. who I think's redesign was terrible was Cyclops. I hated the one eye like laser, and that was dumb. He's a Cyclops. <laughs> get it? Yeah, I, I know. Well, the, I fact know. That, the fact that the story came in that uh, you know Weapon X is the one that did it to him. Yeah, like that. Mm -hmm. That was great. That was I fun. That. Yeah. Oh, there was so much about it. I loved. Yeah. Age of Apocalypse yep. an excellent answer. Let's get back to this Doctor Strange thing. What do you yeah. want? To, what do you got? So um, I think that Frank covered most of the stuff I was going to talk about with the trailer itself. Um, so like I agree that it's the Illuminati, all that kind of good stuff. I think it is going to be the read from the uh, early 2000s movies. Um, I think that's the only logical choice. Yeah. It, like I would like to maybe see a Black Panther in the mask the entire time. Or oh yeah, Michael, right. Or Michael B. Jordan as a benevolent uh, Eric Killmonger on Ooh. the Illuminati panel instead. Yeah, yeah that could be, that cool, could too. be cool too. Uh, yeah. But what I think, uh, I, you're, we're talking about the mutants in the MCU. Um, I think that you're absolutely right that this Xavier on the Illuminati Council is going to be um, a multiversal Xavier. And yeah. it could be the Xavier from the Fox X-Men movies that maybe has been in communication behind the scenes with the Charles Xavier that probably exists in the MCU mm. who has been teaching a small group of students because you know, mutants started rolling out you know, in the regular continuity, in, in the 616 continuity, over years, we had uh, Apocalypse, and yep. then we had Logan, and then we had Mr. Sinister, yeah. and then we had some of the 60s, and so on and so forth. And then there was an explosion when, and a, when a cosmic event happened, like five giant galaxy-wide gamma radiation bursts that happened within the span of five years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that, that possibly would have triggered the X-Gene explosion. Right, and so while you're you not wrong like at all. Like in the comics back in the day, there was maybe a handful of mutants in the Marvel well, universe. It's, it's that they were out, it's more like they were out there and we just didn't know it right. because they weren't yeah. like putting on costumes and fighting But it terrorists. wasn't like today, or like in the Marvel universe with right. There's like millions of mutants are everywhere. There's a whole island of yeah, them having a party I mean, right now, a, you know. <laughs> so uh, yes, I mean, and and part of that part of that is the rising popularity of the concept, sure, which sure. is not really a good story reason. You no. know what I mean? It's right. like the reason there are more mutants is because mutants became the most popular thing since right. sliced bread. Yep. And uh, and it's so, an easy way to write an origin story too. He was yeah, born that but way. But I mean, like, I, I, I kind of <laughs> like, I kind of hate the idea that it's that there isn't somewhere if mutants are out there hidden, which I'll buy. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of hate the idea that there's not some poor schmuck out there with wings, right? And he's just like sure. hiding them. Well, no, or it's like You know, he's got. We just yeah, him but in I mean, suit. or some kid with a beak, or some kid that looks like a demon. You know, it's yeah. like. I don't want the I don't want I don't want the ugly mutants to just suddenly appear as though they had never been around. You right. know what I mean? I just I kind of I kind of I don't know. I like don't know. what they're going to well, do with vampires? 
I, I can appreciate that, but we had that story anyway that the ugly mutants were the Morlocks. Like yeah. they they went That's into true. hiding yeah. when, when mutations occur, and we had Nightcrawler who was a circus freak. Like yeah. all those things, we had those in the story based on the original origin. I think it's more that there really there was kind of an X gene. It just was mostly dormant. There were a handful that activated um, at, at puberty, and then when the original Thanos snap, and then. Uh, uh, Hulk snap and uh, Iron Man snap. A lot of dormant X genes got activated. Yeah, I, in I do. I do like that. Yeah, I'm fine yeah, with that. No, I, I do like that. And Matt, don't bring up vampires because if you don't think that there's a way for vampires to have been uh, operating in secret this whole time, then you have obviously never no, seen. No, my a argument movie. is no. My argument is that works just like vampires. You can okay. drop that right. into the world, and, and I'm going to buy yeah. it. Yeah, I believe well, that Dra- I mean, if Dracula is in the MCU right now, yeah, he's probably I so mean, powerful. Matt, we already know stuff. that they like <laughs> you know? to masquerade. Yeah. We do, and I'm you're not, talking to the right person just, for it. All right, I'm not even going <laughs> to. No, no, we're not. <laughs> we already know that there is a Blade movie in production. Yeah. So yeah. we already know that vampires exist in the MCU. Absolutely. And I do think yeah. that we will see some vampy business in Moon Knight. I think we definitely will. I, I think that uh, I think it would be funny if the MCU Blade didn't fight vampires at all, and he just fought like some other Frankenstein's, <laughs> like He's benign. Like, a, fr- like, uh, a Frankenstein killed my family, and I'm half yeah, Frankenstein. I'm a I'm a. <laughs> Unlike the other Frankenstein's, I don't have to wear the boots. You know, like I'm I'm, a da- I'm the I'm fast a Dave, walker. I'm a, I'm a Dave Frank. <laughs> they yeah, call, I'm a, they call him fast walker because he doesn't right. shamble around. You haven't seen him, but we've already heard Blade. Yeah, so we have. We have heard Blade. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, in the in the not, one scene we've gotten in the MCU that deals with the magic sword, right? Yep. 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 Um, so that's all I really want to talk about. That uh, the finale of uh, the, the last three episodes of Vox Machina dropped uh, Thursday night into Friday morning, and they are excellent. Though. I'm gonna watch it. I promise. What is this on Prime? Yes. What's this on? It's on Prime. Amazon Prime. Okay. I. I but I swear to you, David, I really went. I left. I left our conversation last week really excited to watch it, and then somewhere between. Last Saturday and today, my brain was just like, oh, let's just watch every episode of uh, the After Party instead or Murderville. Like I watched everything, but um, so I need to watch it. We will Um, both get it done. Promise to everyone. We will both get it done. If if you have six hours, you are going to get swallowed by the entire series because now the entire season is there and you can stream it from start to end. Nice. Very good. Okay. Um, that's that's all I got this week. Kind of short and sweet. David, have a good one. Well, David, thank you. Nice as always. You. And I, I I promise that we'll get it this done. week I will make an effort to watch some of those Vox Machina. I'm going to ask Michael Severe to unmute because he's not a raise your hand kind of guy. But I think we're, we'll, have to, with da- we'll yeah. have to do the same with Dan because I don't think fine. he knows how to. Yeah. Uh, he knows that he needs to do that. Michael, are you there? I know how to raise my hand. I'm just a, you know, just passive lurker. to do it. He's a lurker. <laughs> ah, you're lurking. Lurker. I, uh, I, I just want to talk about X-Men real quick yeah. because, uh, you know, real quick about, about myself. I've been an X-Men fan since I was 10. My father passed away, moved to New Orleans, didn't know anybody. Luckily, this nice kid from my school said, noticed that I was just lonely and bored as hell and handed me a box full of X-Men going back to the late sixties. That's amazing. And I started reading wow. them. My youngest son's name is Logan. Um, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of them. And I will tell you, I've had some disappointments in my life. Nothing like walking out of the first X-Men movie and being so mad at the decisions <laughs> they made in that first movie, putting Bobby in school, not doing rogue the right way. Yeah. I mean, it was just, I was, I remember my wife being, cause I was excited. 
And my wife looking at me going, what's wrong? And I said, I want to kill them all. Whoever made these things, I want to kill them all. You've got at that point, like 40 something years yeah. of comics from X-Men. Yeah. You couldn't grab one storyline, one great, incredible yeah, storyline. Well, it's like, look, man, like I am with you there. And I, and I try not to be that way when it comes to comic book movies. Like I used to be that way, big time, hardcore. But yeah. nowadays I'm like, I, I like, they're not making these movies for me. They are not making these movies for me. Like I have to tell myself that over and over again, but I, I do not understand when you are literally handed a blueprint. Right. Yeah. Why you, you want to tell me, you want to tell me that at this point in the school's tenure, angel and beast and have moved on. Fine. Fine. Whatever. They right. like they're, they're adults now they've gone on like they're businessmen, scientists, whatever. Sure. But why are we getting Bobby as an entry level kid? Right. Why, when you put out a movie called X-Men first class, is it everybody except anybody that's ever been in the X-Men? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I guess to be that fair, that they, were, they were all at X, was, they were all X-Men at some point, but none of them were in the first a, class of the X-Men. It was not a bad movie, but the problem that was, was actually the best movie that, that in my opinion is the best of the X-Men movies. Well, um, and uh, then, Michael Fassbender goes a long way. Yeah, I yeah. like. I, I like a lot of people. Yeah, I like Days of the Future Past better than that one. But I think the problem being, it's like this is the first X Men class. Really, right. it's yeah. it's really it's, Darwin it's, is there. It's, Darwin, and, and, and also, <laughs> and we're going to we're going to set it during the time period that the original X Men movie came out. Which right, makes it impossible to explain how Havoc and Cyclops can be brothers. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, right. what the? Right. Why? Well, Days well, of Future I mean, Past messed everything up. Remember, it changed. I mean, I look, that's true. Yeah, you're right. I time, love Days of Future Past. I thought Days of Future Past was really good. Yeah. I like First Class only because I thought the Days of Future Past got lost in itself at some it point. But it definitely did. But, <laughs> but here's the thing: there's so many things that happens in those first three movies yeah. that are silly. Like, for example, Professor X walks past Juggernaut. You don't think he'd be like, oh, hey, how you doing, half-brother? <laughs> yeah, when, yeah, you know, yeah. He say something to him, but he yeah. says nothing to him. Right. There's a lot of parts where it, it was obvious that the people, and it was Brian Singer, right? He was the one that made yeah. the first movies. Yeah. He did the I first two, yeah. Didn't read the books at all. No. Like, didn't even get someone to be a consultant. No. And so my only thing is when they do it this time, I'm just praying they do it. And I don't pray. I'm just praying <laughs> they do this right and just finally give a generation of kids who maybe you know, or old like me, or maybe they're young and they've been reading X-Men recently and give them something quality. I think give, they this do. This is yes. the greatest group, in my opinion, of superheroes. Frick the, the Justice League. I can't stand it. Who cares about the Justice League? The X-Men are the greatest group I love this take. I love this superheroes take. <laughs> in the world because... God forbid we have at, more than one, but yes. I, they look yes. at all of us. Go off. They look, they look at all of us. Yeah. And then whether you're black or you're short right. or you're too small or, or you're, you're green woman, or you're gay, or green, you know, or it whatever. Matter. Yeah. And they treat you as an X-Men. That's what made it special. That's what made Star Trek special. It's the yeah. same thing. Absolutely. And to do it right. so poorly. And how about X Wolverine Origins? I punched a hole in the wall. Yeah. I was so angry. Yeah. I was so that movie and, sucks so bad. God. That movie so sucks bad. so bad. So yeah. bad. And, and that's look, why and, I don't understand and, the people that are like, yeah, you gotta make it's gotta be Jackman though, right? It's gotta be Hugh Jackman's a perfect good actor. But those movies, do we have exactly one good Wolverine movie? One. And it was the very last one they made. You know, yeah. <laughs> like that's it. The rest is yeah. trash. from a Logan. Yeah. Logan's Logan. right, right. Not the Wolverine, right? No, 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 no. The I'm Wolverine. talking about okay. Logan. Uh, uh, well, but I mean, like, like the Wolverine is like three quarters of a good Wolverine, Ugh. and then and twenty five percent awful, god awful Wolverine versus a robot for no reason. Yeah. Okay. Um, how about this? How about this? You make the Wolverine and you take the Yakuza storyline. 
with his wife and yeah. you just make that story. How good would that have been? That's all you yeah, need. Yeah, right. that's all they needed to do. But don't take right. pieces, pieces of it right. and try to make something else. It didn't make any sense. Right. It made right. zero sense the way they made the movie. I just want to do it right. I don't care who plays Wolverine. I think it'd be really hard to find somebody that looked and yeah. just had the that that kind of confidence that Jackman has. I think well, now, hard, uh, find I, it. I, I I think that I think that if we if we look back at Hugh Jackman in 2000, mm-hmm. when they came out and they were like, yes, we're going to cast stage actor, Australian, tall, handsome, Hugh yeah. Jackman as Wolverine. Comic fans were like, we're doing what? Yeah. We're doing what they, now? They hate everything, though. Well, yeah. no, but, but even I was but like, that dude's also, six foot six. Yeah, Wolverine he's is not, my height. He's five Wolverine is, <laughs> yeah. Wolverine is short and scrappy yeah. and, and ugly, right? Uh, not ugly, but he's, he's scrappy. He's scruffy and, looking. Is he really six six? Yeah. Hugh Jackman is tall. Hugh Jackman he's a tall is a big, I thought he was like 6'4". Okay. Yeah. I, he, that makes him one of the tallest actors in the history of Hollywood if he's 6'6". He's I don't realize he was big, that tall. Well, they make him bigger in Australia. That's just how they do it. Oh, okay. okay. But, <laughs> but, not, my thing about it is, is he, because of the stage acting, he's incredibly athletic. Yeah. You know, he was a Lynn Swan yeah. Yeah. Ba- ballet dancer. And I thought that really helped just the way he yeah. moved his Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. I know he wasn't I, I think short that, enough. Like, but. He made, I think that he changed people's people's perception of Wolverine. Oh, sure. Yeah. And yeah. I and I think that now is their chance to kind of reclaim the narrative, right, of, of the X-Men and do it in a more traditional yeah. way. Yeah, right. I'm not saying that they need to slay, like, I'm not saying I need to have a first-class type movie worth the original X-Men. You, I, in fact, I'd be thrilled if we got a movie where uh, the original X-Men are adults now and they're teachers. Yeah. Yes. Students. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Enough, yeah. um, and and that's how you can have that movie and have it make sense that Wolverine is there because right. they're not going to give us an X Men movie. But without they, they have to get that. And I I agree. The first X Men movie it does not hold up and it is not good. But I cannot deny that every time I see that scene where they go into the bar where Wolverine's in the cage fighting and he well, comes, yeah, that scene is good. He comes yeah, out afterwards and he's talking to Rogue and the guy walks up with the shotgun. The first time those claws come out and it's yeah. like. Goosebumps. That was yeah. moment where, and, and that was and, moment. I went into that movie mad that it was Hugh Jackman. I wanted a short yeah. guy playing Wolverine, and that moment I went, "Never mind, you." And, got for, it. And, and for me, I had I had a very similar reaction. It wasn't when we first saw Wolverine, though I did like that. Um, it was after uh, Wolverine and Rogue are driving down the snowy road and they oh, get attacked goes, by Sabretooth. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, goes, uh, he goes through the windshield and yeah. he lands and you see his claws go in and then the cuts immediately heal. Yeah. And when that happened, blink and you'll miss it, healing factor, yeah. I was like, ha! <laughs> and like every single every single like synapse in my body lit up I was yeah like, yes okay great yeah um and then it was all downhill from yeah and then tyler there, main yeah. opened his mouth and we yeah, all went, tyler oh. man wanted me to scream for him and i was yeah. like oh <laughs> do you think they'll ever do you think they'll ever retcon like the, the rogue storyline so i think that would be awesome to I just i mean i don't know take those powers and deal with the emotional and then have you know, have her be with the Brotherhood of Even Mutants, be brought well, over. I mean, by the, I mean do you know awesome. who we do you know who we have in the MCU that wasn't around when Rogue was introduced? Yeah, Miss in Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, exactly. Right, I know. Uh, but you know, she wasn't owned by anybody back then. By the way, I looked that up. She was not owned by anybody. They could have used her. Oh sure, oh, that she, was what people um, always tell me they couldn't sure. use her, but they could have used her. Yeah, they absolutely could have. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, so Marvel uh, when Marvel was divvying up their their properties like pieces of pie to save right. themselves from bankruptcy. 
they kind of went out in in like families, right? So that's why we had one one person uh, got Spider Man, uh, like Sony got Spider Man and all his right. related characters. Fox got yeah. the X Men and uh, the Fantastic Four and whomever else. Um, and then we got like one got one group that got Punisher, one group that got you know Daredevil, whatever. Um, yeah. But there was no like Avenger family, right, exactly. and I doubt right. anybody yeah. was like just optioning Carol Danvers out yeah. of the blue. And quite they honestly, you'll weren't. notice in that movie they didn't take any time to give you any origin of anyone. They were just like the X Men are here and they're sexy and they're doing sexy stuff. Let's go, <laughs> you know, like yeah. Thanks, Brian Singer. <laughs> well, I, I just I just hope they do it well. Can I ask, can I ask one question before I go? Um, what was what were your expressions, Joe, as Peacemaker is giving the speech about Batman basically allowing people to be killed because he keeps letting the Joker get away? Uh, what, what, what was your expression like? Because that's been my life. My I life's mean, ambition is look, if somebody to say that on screen. He's 100% I mean, correct. It's, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> you can't argue it. He's 100% correct. <laughs> but, but, I mean, you could say the same thing about Superman and Lex Luthor. How many people? Exactly. I totally I, agree. Exactly. <laughs> Like I bet you, I bet you that Lex yeah. Luthor's actions have led to more deaths than the Joker actively taking part in murder. And uh, I mean, nobody sure, would think sure. for one second that Superman should snap Lex Luthor's neck. Nobody. I do. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> Not, no, look, look, man. Now, Joe, I'm I anti-hero uh, look, guy. Look, no, I, I guess if, if you want to have a Michael, I don't whether disagree. Or not, but, uh, no, but whether not, or not Green Arrow is a furry, that, no, like, hold on. A furry sex part. No, hold on. Fine. The the point is not that Superman would or would not because of his character. The point sure. is he should. If it happened, <laughs> like, like if, they were, if something happened, right. no, like, or bury him, should. bury him in a place where there's no way, like build like the raft, bury him in a place like that, to where yeah. he can never get away. Yeah. Not a place like Arkham, where like anybody can apparently walk out whenever they want. Yeah, because there's literally a spinning door. Yeah, <laughs> some old gate. I mean, come yeah, on, totally. Michael, good to think, talk to you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, Michael. Uh, I, I think that this. I think that this is. Um, this is a, a a branch of philosophy, uh, the name of which I it's not moral relativism, um, but it, there's a name for this kind of thinking where it's like the ends justify the means. It's like killing the Joker is better in the long run because of X, Y, Z. Right. And it's like, yeah, but it's also not our place to uh, we are. We live in a society with rules and, and sure. judges and sure. juries. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, but the peacemaker no, is not wrong. Some, no guns, no killing. <laughs> I mean, yes, yes. Do you want me to say that he's right? Yes. If Batman were to snap the Joker's neck on yeah. day one. Yes. Lots of people live. Right. But also the Batman is now a murderer. And that is, uh, of course. Yes. You know, I'm not saying I want to see it. I'm just saying Peacemaker's not wrong. Dan, I, welcome aboard, brother. How are you? Hello, Dan. Dan has sent voicemails. He's he's left voicemails in yeah, the past. Yes, I know. That's, that's all he had to do. And I'd be like, oh, it's that Dan. Great. Dan, are you with us? Can We can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Yes, there I you are. You now, now we can hear you. How are you, buddy? All right. Doing well. How are you guys? We're good. We're good. Spectacular. We're just fighting about Batman and Superman killing people. You know how it goes. <laughs> well, well, I think Aquaman does fish, and you can't tell me otherwise. Well, Barry agrees with you guys, so yeah, apparently, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I just figured I'd call in and uh, answer the question of the week. Hit us, let's do it. So, I, you know, long time fan of superheroes. Uh, you know, I had a VHS tape of the 1966 Batman movie that I wore out as a kid. Nice. Um, grew, up, grew up watching uh, Batman the Animated Series and 
eventually Superman and Justice League and the X-Men animated series and all that stuff, but just never really got into reading comics except for the occasional one off the spinner rack when I'd be at the grocery store with my mom. Uh, and then, you know, I graduated college and suddenly there was this initiative that, you know, kind of rankled old readers, but the new 52. Really? Yep. Um, no, I get it. And that, we knew we were going to get one of these actually, guys. <laughs> I knew yep. one of you guys would show up. <laughs> well, here I am. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, gra- I'm grateful yeah. for it because I uh, like, I, g- yeah, go on. Well, yeah, go on. Yeah, go on. No, no, no. So, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a way for me. I, I found a local comic shop that I still go to um, all these years later and, you know, just trying out all these new titles, um, you know, some great, some very, very bad. Sure. Uh, but the, the variety of new titles that were available to me just, you know, it was astounding. And then from there, I was able to branch out to Marvel, who was starting to develop their Marvel Now initiative. Yeah. So, you know, you had Hawkeye that was coming out at that time and um, the new Captain Marvel. Uh, and then Image was launching new titles all the time yeah. and still are. And it just, the new 52 was basically a way to open me, uh, open my eyes to the, the world of weekly comics. It was your and gateway drug. I'm forever grateful for it. Yeah, see, yeah, I, exactly. And, and I mean, some of those books are still some of my favorites. Um, I adore Morrison's action mm-hmm. comics run. Yeah. Uh, Tomasi and Gleason's yes, Batman and Robin is fantastic. Yes, it was. Uh, while different, I still really love Chang and Azarello's Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah, um, it was all, great. All those books um, just have a special place in my heart. Yeah, and you know, uh, Dan, we, uh, Matt, and I are like lifelong comic book fans. So mm-hmm. we and we are cranky old men, and so um, it 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 took me a really long time to kind of get to a place to realize that like just because something new happens, it doesn't mean the thing that I loved is invalid or that it no longer exists sure. um like i am a big fan i am a big fan of continuity like ongoing continuity within a, a, a superhero universe and so when dc was like none of it matters except for what it is but we're not going to tell you what uh that that rubbed me the wrong way yes. but i can't deny that um as a fan a lot of those books were very good and uh as a retailer at the time that we got more new readers from the new 52 that stuck around than 100%. we did from any, than any, like we're going to put out a new Spider-Man number one and then yeah. in six months do it again. A hundred percent. Um, and like, and so the new 52, we did, we had this debate a long time ago. I think it was the, we did an episode of the cosmic long box yeah. where we, we reviewed all the new 52 It was like issues. 10 years or 10 years later or something. Or- yeah. And then at the time, at the end of it, we just, we had to, or no, we, it was the follow-up question of the week. We, we said on the anniversary of the new 52, do we think the new 52 was a success? Right. And there may have been more books that I disliked than I liked, but for what it did for the comic readership, for how it invigorated DC Comics and brought in new readers like you, yes, it's 100% a success. Yeah, you can't deny it. And um, and so, yeah, I think it's great. And I think it's great that uh, that people stuck around. You know, they 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 started with that stuff and they stuck around for new stuff or they went back and, and read old stuff or they they started reading saga or invincible or old vertigo books or whatever, you know, they, 
the new 52 made people into comic book fans and i think that that's wonderful yeah there's an old i don't know who said it and, and we'll probably never know but the saying goes like every comic book is potentially somebody's first yep. and it, all that matters is you like it that's it you know i i am really glad that you like picked up action comics and you didn't pick up uh i don't know what was the v is for vampire or whatever the book or i vampire no, I vampire. <laughs> I vampire. <laughs> I vampire i vampire was good i vampire was good yeah, that book was good um, was terrible. but like yeah. voodoo yeah uh right yeah. uh, <laughs> the fury of firestorm yeah was the fury of firestorm yet. yes yeah um. uh, one that they did reboot that um you did mention earlier on the show is a uh, the green team uh, that was awful. Yeah, that was way later. They uh, <laughs> they did the um, I totally forgot about that. the movement D- DCYOU DCU, yeah. um, and they did they did the the young teen girl version of Prez. I think they they did yeah. Green Team was one. Prez of the was books. good though. The young teen girl Prez, Prez was, was good. good. Green Team Green bad. Team was not good. <laughs> no, not good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dan, and, and, and as a you know, cut just coming into this, um, the the reading the, the new 52, I was one of those guys that did eventually go back and read some of the older stuff. And then I was able to be just as pissed off as you guys were about the new 52. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's See? the circle it all, it's, Sooner or later, one of these companies is going to burn you, baby. You know, like it's just how it works. Yeah. And you have to decide, am I the abused spouse or am I walking away from this? And I will tell you, I've been the abused spouse every time. You know, <laughs> I stuck around and just took my beatings. It was like, oh, just let me know when it's over. Well, you know, comics, <laughs> you know? <laughs> comics loves me. They, yeah. they, I know they love me. They wouldn't it's hit just, us if they didn't love us. It's that simple. All right. Let's stop making the domestic. <laughs> Dan, it's just, good to talk to you, gross. man. <laughs> Good to talk to you guys, too. Bye, Dan. Thanks, man. Jimbo, get in here. Take us home, Jimbo, because apparently this show is two hours long. My God. Yeah, this has got to stop. (laughs) Well, you you guys have the power. It's true. We do. It's true. I can shut it down whenever I want. We complain, but it's great. We have great fun doing it. Okay. uh, Answer the question of the week. Uh, Good question. I'm going to get to go with the early, well, the mid-00s. That's when I actually started reading stuff on a weekly basis, illegally, of course, because there wasn't really a good way to. What got you into it? What was it? What was the thing that flipped your lid and went, this manga stuff, this is for me? What was it? Uh, It was Naruto. Okay. Um, I was was watching the anime and I was like, people were like, yeah, but in the mind, like, what? Like, what are you guys talking about? Like, oh, the actual comics, you could read them like, holy crap. And went to Bleach and One Piece and, you know, been reading ever since, really. Sure. Sure. Awesome. I think Dragon well, like, Ball Z did the same for a lot of people as well. That was another one that like Dragon Well yeah, like growing like growing up Dragon Ball Z and like growing attention, I really didn't realize that they were like based on stuff. Yeah, I didn't either. And you're like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. I didn't either. I just thought like when I was younger, I was like, well, this just a uh, Japanese animation's just better than American stuff, I guess. He <laughs> was a real big he was a real big gunsmith cats fan. I remember Gunsmith Cats. Cats yeah. That was a thing. I remember that. Uh, dirty, dirty pair. Yeah. <laughs> I what? These are old mangas that Dark Horse yeah. licensed, oh, really? I believe. Well, yeah. a Dirty Pair, I think, is American, actually, because it's Adam Warren. But, um, but uh, yeah, Gunsmith Cats. Yeah. It's all, it's basically, they're basically the same. It's like two buxom women in booty outfits that fight crime or are cops yeah. or are criminals. I think they're future yeah. cops. I think cause I'm like future uh, cops, yeah. future crooks. It's something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, dirty pair and gunsmith cats. Yeah. There's mechs, there's guns, there's butt sure. cheeks. It's the, it's the whole package. Yeah. Had gotcha. it. <laughs> 
But yeah, Dirty Pair was actually created by an American That's named right. Adam. That's right. An American comic book creator named Adam Warren. But back in the day, in Dark a, Horse, a, like they did. They licensed like Dirty Pair was a Dark Horse comic. Yeah, they licensed some manga stuff and started putting it out in like comic book format. And mm-hmm. like I thought it was really cool. Like I bought the old Akira. Yeah, like Blade of the Immortal. Yeah. Blade of the Immortal came out as a floppy, as yeah. a normal American yeah. size. I love American Blade comic. of the Immortal. Loved yeah, it. Oh my yeah. God. Loved it. But they also they also did like those high quality digest reprints of Lone Wolf and Cub yeah. and uh, Samurai Executioner and um, you know they there are a whole series of Yusaki Yojimbo trades and and yeah, um, yeah like Dark Horse did right by America by manga in America but Yusagi wasn't manga either Stan Sakai is an American dude yeah well I mean yes yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean he's he's asian but yes he's yeah but i'm just American. saying that came out here it didn't come out in japan no i know i know <laughs> but like it's obviously it's it is done in a, a kind of a traditional like japanese kind of style sure anyway jim, jim. Yeah. <laughs> sorry is that yeah, all you got yeah you're it? good uh, let's see peacemaker was excellent yeah. uh i love it i thought i wasn't spoiled uh, I'm glad I saw Twitter and you guys are like, I got spoiled. I was like, well, I'm off of Twitter the rest of the day. Yeah, I yeah, did too. No, I'm glad. I, yeah. Like, and all Katie like, Scarlett, like, God bless you. Katie Scarlett. So like, I saw that tweet and went, don't look at Twitter. Got it. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. I like, and it's not even that I was like looking at comic book stuff. It's that all I did was open Twitter. Yeah. I pushed the button and open Twitter. And the first thing I saw was a screenshot from the end of the episode. I was like, God damn it. Well, yeah, like, yeah, like James Gunn came out and said, like, uh, HBO said it was forty percent, forty four percent more ratings and like initial yeah. like twenty four hour review than the yeah than the premiere, yeah. so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and very popular. Yeah, um, yeah, that's why the guys. Uh, yeah. Oh wait, I want to know. Uh, so, what did you? What what was it that we were saying about Doctor Strange and the MCU that you were saying? To oh, you're saying all, Tom, all the nerd bets on. You're saying Tom freaking Cruise is going to be on this. Superior Iron Man. You guys, you guys are right back into Mephisto getting told around <laughs> I, all this crap. It's look, not, not going to happen. I don't no, believe look, it either. No, I don't believe I, it. I no, said no, they they made a case today that I like, but I still don't look, believe it. Angelina Jolie was a major character in a Marvel movie, and she is a huge movie star. But she starred in the whole thing. This is going to be a scene that's what thirty seconds, five minutes. What? Well, Tom Cruise was in Tropic Tropic Thunder for five minutes as a joke. Tom Cruise like, also produced the movie. I like how you think that Tom Cruise is somehow too good. I'm not to saying show he's up too the, good. That no. dude, that dude starred in one of the worst reboots of a Universal horror movie of all time. What did you just say? So I'm sorry. That what was that word you said about that movie? He starred in it. Yes. I, again, you, you act like he's <laughs> too good to just show up for a fun project. I like find yeah, it. But I, I, you don't think a, that he was. Let Jim talk. Let Jim no. talk. It's so silly. It's such a stretch. You guys, I don't. I, I mean, I'm not saying it's not a Fisto time. You guys, I, like, I, this I, like, it could I, be. Oh, all these possibilities. It's not gonna happen. No, 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 no. Hold on. I, I think that I think that it is not only plausible but likely that we will see some version of Iron Man, whether it's Tom Cruise or not. I think, I, I, I'm okay with that. I, I think, think you need to make a I, nerd I, bet I, I think, with Jim right now. I think you need yeah. to, you and Jim need to make a nerd bet. Okay, so okay, I'm not confident is, enough to make a nerd bet. Oh, you that. coward! My nerd bet will be my nerd bet will be no superior Iron Man. There will be no Iron Man in the Marvel in, in Madness. Okay. okay. No, no character, no speaking lines. If he's in like a flashback panel and it's like, oh, you're like that doesn't count. Has to be like on screen, new lines. I don't. Doesn't matter the actor. Oh, you're okay. saying no I'll Iron Man. That. Period. 
No, I'll take that bet. That's definitely that's okay. definitely going to I'm be. I'm putting it in it, the notes. Jimbo yeah, it, and Joe Patrick have a bet. It is so obviously. It, it they they want so obviously to imply Iron Man. Those robots look like Iron Man and Ultron had a baby. That's Iron Man. Yeah, that might be the end. That's one hundred percent an Iron Man thing. Might be the end of it. They're just using his robots, but he's not there. Maybe he's dead. Away yeah. from Mephisto, Joe. Away maybe from he's. Maybe the snap happens in every reality. I don't know. Okay, but listen, if they're if if they come out and they're like, yeah, Tony Stark helped build the Illuminati, but he's gone now. I'm I'm calling that a win for myself. No, no, yes, no, no, yes, no. no. The bet is appears. No. Appears is the no. bet. No, 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 no. no, no. Yes. I'm not taking. I'm not taking that dumb bet, Jim. No. I, I'm taking that bet for him, for you. So there. No, it is. <laughs> because that's a cop out. That is a cop out. If no, they want to, no, it is not. He has a, to appear. That is the it's rule. A, it's a cop out. It's a cop out for them. To say, oh yes, Iron Man. We uh, yes, he was an important part. But R.I.P. Bro. Well, then like, accept no, the bet, Joe. Then accept no. the bet. <laughs> why? Like, why would they? Why would they do Professor X and not Iron Man? Uh, like, it doesn't make any sense to me. So yeah, I think Iron Man's going to appear. Okay. Yes. All right. You know what? I'll take that. Yeah. See, I knew. Yes. I knew we'd get you there, <laughs> Jim. Um, I, no, <laughs> I, I don't your... think. It, I don't think it'll be Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I'll I don't either. I think R.D.J. is done. Yeah. Which good for him. You know, whatever. I, it doesn't bother me. So, Jim, good to talk to you, man. We're going to get out of here. Bye, Jim. Miss Branch, get Peter Parker on the phone. Yes, Mr. Jameson. It is voicemail time in this damn ziggurat. Hey, it's Ryan Mount, a.k.a. Hebrews, calling in question of the week. All right, four topics, 30 seconds each. Let's go. I love it. First thing I want to talk about, major thing I want to hear you guys talk about, what's going on with Comixology? I know people don't care for the platform. I don't really see it, but I am a low user of it. I kind of know exactly what I want, download the books and go from there. I don't really know what everyone is complaining about, shedding a little light on uh, me nerds. Second thing, heard you mention Josh Williamson uh, in last week's show. If you haven't checked out Nailbiter, it is an excellent, very Silence of the Lambsy kind of horror comic. Month over month, it was the best thing in the world. Kind of fell off with his DC work. I'm I'm kind of excited, but I also really liked Infinite Crisis, and that was probably the crisis that I liked the most. Uh, but I also came into comics a little bit different time. Just watch The Kingsman. It's on HBO. It's on Hulu. Uh, it pulled a Mandalorian, or I should say Book of Boba Fett this year, because it started as a Kingsman movie, then it's about an hour and a half of a World War One drama, and then finishes up with a Kingsman. It's one of the weirdest things. I'm still thinking about how weird it was. And then the, la- the last thing I want to talk about was the... Star Wars, Star Wars abridged books. So a bunch of their, not even like old ones like Tales from Jabba's Palace or Mandalorian Armor where they're like two and a half hours, that like Revenge of the Sith, the, some of the, the, the Dark Lord trilogy, all abridged audiobooks. I don't understand it. Why do we get abridged audiobooks at this point? Yeah. It's driving me nuts. I'm never going to have the time to really pick up the books and read them for much later down the line. And I'm just curious, why are, they, why are they still releasing? It seems like everything new is not, but again, too, I don't know if, if people know why or, you know, whatever the case. All right, kept it under two minutes. Thanks, nerds. Bye. Excellent, Ryan. Nice and job, Ryan. Wow. 100%, 100% with you on the audiobooks thing. I've been listening to, like, I, I don't sleep well, so I listen to audiobooks until I fall asleep. And all the old Star Wars ones, they're abridged. I don't get it. Why? <laughs> it makes no yeah, sense. But you know what? I'll tell you. I'll tell you this though. Um, I was on like hour seventeen of a Song of Ice and Fire, 
And I thought to myself, boy, I wish somebody would just sum this up. See, okay, like, look, maybe audiobooks aren't for you and your attention span. Uh, I, no, Joe. no, 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 no. That's not it at all. I love audiobooks. I love audiobooks, but that book is punishingly long. It is. It is. Um, and, uh, but like, go like, looking for other abridged audiobooks. They're actually kind of hard to find. But for yeah, some I, reason, no, I mean, I mean, I'm mostly, I'm mostly kidding. Like because Star I, Wars, I like to experience a, an entire world. You can but. find um, there's like a thousand Star Trek audiobooks, full, full things out there. Why Star Wars has to be abridged? I don't get it. Totally bizarre. Yeah, no. Nah, Nailbiter was for the children. Nailbiter was excellent. Uh, and you're right. We reviewed that a while ago. I think just like the first. I issue. think we reviewed like the first issue when yeah. it came out. Yeah, really good. And we talked about the comicsology thing earlier. I hope that said shed some light on that for you, though. But Ryan. But but that is another person that's like I don't know what the big deal is. Yeah, yeah. So I have a feeling it's been fixed. I think they. I, like I, I think that I think a lot has changed in the few days since the original bit of drama, and it'll be curious to see how it progresses from here. I have not pulled the trigger and, and updated my app yet so i haven't logged into comiXology in some time fair enough but um like i oh, i have a ton of books on there and i just am like dreading the idea that like i won't know what i've bought or how to <laughs> re-downloading them is never the problem because i haven't downloaded them to begin with they're just sure. sitting in my sure. library or whatever but like if i don't have a list of what i've already bought then they're just gone they're they're, then they might as well not exist. Yeah. <laughs> so no, right on. I'm I'm totally there with you. So all right, I'm not sure. We're not, we don't know who this next one is. Let's find out. Hey boys, how you doing? This is Zach Holloway. Oh, Zach Holloway. I haven't called in a while. <laughs> uh, you know, check in, see what was up. Uh, I'm, on, I'm in Facebook jail right now for telling a Nazi to take a long <laughs> walk on a short pier. So you know, I, I can't watch the live stream. So I'm just calling in. Uh, I just had one question. Uh, so this Kenobi that's coming up, how the f*** do you think they're going to get Mandalorian back in time to show up? Because apparently they have to do that with Star Wars shows now. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a question. All right. Uh, love you guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Uh, you, you bring up a good uh, point. It'll I, just be Boba. It'll just be young Boba Fett. I am, which is a, which is the same thing as the Mandalorian. I'm nervous about Kenobi, not because of like I, I obviously I'm on record. I did not love the Mandalorian or the book of Boba Fett. I was, thought it was kind of a mess. But I am nervous about Kenobi for different reasons, and those reasons stem from the prequels. I do not like the prequels. I don't like the stories, and every time we get close to them, I just recoil. So I think they have to walk kind of a That's tight a you rope problem. here. I'm, I'm not saying it's not. But I think they have to walk kind of a tightrope here because I'm not alone. There's other people that feel the same. And I think they're smart enough that they can pull it off. But I hope it's not a mess like Book of Boba Fett was. I hope we can just focus, give us a Kenobi-driven well, I mean, narrative. Just, and- I, I don't know. I don't like – Kenobi is, is so divorced from anything else we've gotten right. since the – like there's no reason why that won't just be a standalone show. Yeah. You know? Like a like a TV length version of Solo, you know. Yeah. What I mean, like it's just a like here's what's going on with young Ben Kenobi in between episode three and four. I'm just nervous. Uh, I'm a little nervous because it's it's really close eh, to prequel no stuff to that I am personally allergic to. So you're not allergic to it. You're not allergic I to it. Is, is that you tried it once when you were a kid, 
and you didn't like it. And now you're an adult that and is you need to realize that your palate false. is different. I have revisited the prequels. Did you hate, times. did you hate Ashoka showing up in the Mandalorian? No, I've felt nothing. I mean, like I, I know that character. Well, that's because you didn't watch clone wars, but you're right. not mad about it. No, I'm not mad about it. I, I'm not saying I'm mad right, about then. it, but every time we get closer to this stuff, it worries me. It just worries me. I, I like, they're not, they're not going to go Matt. They are, they know, they already know all that. They're not going to go back to the tone and poor storytelling of the prequels. I they agree, won't. but I cannot help but feel that way every time well, we get close to it. Because, I'm t- you take know, those feelings and shove them into the hat. I was box. traumatized, Joe, and you are not allowed to you make weren't fun traumatized. of my trauma. You okay? weren't traumatized. I won't let you do it. And calling it a trauma <laughs> is... Uh, it's a Star Wars trauma. That counts, it, right? No. I'm no, qualifying no. it as that. I do like Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan, and I thought Ewan yeah. McGregor, casting Ewan McGregor Hello as young that. Obi-Wan is genius. He looks yeah. great. I had he is n- great. No problem with that. You know, it's just everything they did. It, bleh. Sorry, folks, this is Jedi business. Like, give me a break. So, like, back in the day, they were like Barney well, were like Miller, cops. you know? <laughs> like, get out of yes, here. Yes, they were the they were cops. Ugh. They were peacekeepers. Yes. Dumb. But no, we'll see. I, I am also a little shaken because I, like I said, I expected more from the book of Boba Fett. And I really enjoyed The Mandalorian. I thought that show was fantastic. Really well done. And now they've shown, eh, maybe not all of it's going to be great. We'll see. I don't know. I loved it all, so whatever. Yeah. Uh, we had this fight last week, so I'm yeah. not going to do it again. Let's get to our answers. All right. Let's get to our answers. My answer, and I alluded to it a little bit ago, was this would have been early 90s, right? So 90, probably 89, 90, 91 in that area. I was very much Marvel entrenched, and that was just my thing. I, I'd like, I love my Daredevil, I love my X-Men. Uh, I love, I don't think I loved Thor at the times. It was really bad, but I knew I liked older Thor. <laughs> and Thor uh, at the time was not great. I had a friend named Zach that was like, you've got to read Batman. And I was like, no, I don't care. I don't care about DC. I'm a Marvel guy. I'm firmly entrenched. I don't care. And he gave me some Batman comics and it opened up this whole other world of comic. I was aware of it. You know, I just thought I don't care and I don't need it, but it opened up this whole other world of comics for me where I just fell into. I fell in love with DC Comics and then all of a sudden I wanted to read Dark Horse. I wanted to read Image. It was very similar to what Dan was saying about the new 52 and that like 89 to about like 93 I graduated 93 and this was like so all through high school riding my bike constantly to cosmic comics and just loading up my backpack with all kinds of like all of a sudden it was like I could taste food or something you know before I thought I only liked I only like this I'm only gonna eat hot dogs because I'm just like that's my thing hot dogs everything else is gross and I was like oh my god no there's a whole world of other stuff (laughs) so that was really the thing that set me into the whole world of comics and changed my life. You know, I, I found indie books. I found new indie creators that I still follow today, you know, and just sort of fell in love with all of it. So that was my golden age. Very good. For me, it was kind of similar to what Frank was saying. That era of DC during and immediately following crisis on infinite earths. And, and, you know, not to, not to like, I won't, I won't go on about crisis any, any more than I already have on a billion occasions. We rarely talk about it though. uh, You know? uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, But uh, 
just like the way that book kind of uh, dealt with the existing history of DC established a new history for DC. And then the books that came from that kind of set the stage for an entire new world. And it's not that I had never read comics. It's not that I wasn't already a fan of comics or that I hadn't even read DC comics because all of those things I had already done. It was like a fresh start, right? It was like getting in on the ground floor of something amazing. Sure. The, like the Wally Flash book, you know, the the new adventures of Batman, the John Byrne Superman, the yeah. Keith Giffen, the Giffen and DeMatteis and Kevin McGuire Justice League. Like all of these books. Um, I was just after that. See, I was like the Chuck Dixon and Graham Nolan uh, detective. Yeah, so that's like 90s. Yeah. So that we're talking, like, for me, it's about five years before that. The, to me, that is just like a sweet spot. Like that is an, an era of comics that to me is my golden age. That's where I was like, not only do I love comics, but I think I am a DC guy, not a Marvel guy. I, I mean, I, okay, I love both, of course. Sure, sure. Gun to, he- gun to my head, I had to pick one. It's DC all the way. Yeah. And I would, um, yeah, that, no shit, Joe. I would have never guessed. Yeah, I mean, it's, but, like, it's, <laughs> but it's that era where I was like, oh, this is what I love. Like, right. this is what I love. This legacy, this, uh, this idea of legacy and continuity and, uh, you know, and, and frankly, yeah, certainly ideas that they swipe from Marvel, like characters acting more like human beings instead yeah. of gods, uh, like Superman being more human than alien. Like, yeah, OK, that that was Marvel's whole deal in the 60s is that is relatable comics for real people. Sure. Um, but yet, no, like that being there for the genesis of that um, is what really like made me the comic fan that I am. Today. Good answer. So, I there like you go. That. There That's you go. my golden age. All right. Let's get to our new. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, Frank, for the question. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that was a nope, deep. Sorry, that was a really deep question with some like really like good it. answers. And now we have a super shallow, stupid question that's going to be a ton of fun to talk about. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we have a question here submitted through our new contact thn link on twoheadednerd.com the best way to get on this show all right from mark tarrington it is uh it's not the best way to get on the show but it's a great way to get on to get on this show it's from mark tarrington it is uh in regards to ask a nerd but we're making this a question of the week the subject characters with an unusual number of arms here's the message After a recent cycling accident, I have been temporarily deprived of the use of one of my arms. This got me thinking about characters with an unusual number of arms in comics. My question is, who are your favorite characters with an unusual number of arms? (laughs) This can be more or fewer than the number you might expect given the character's species. And can be a temporary condition. My pick would be Peter Parker in the Six Arms Saga. Sure. He looks great with the extra arms. Yes, you can pick Bucky, but come on, be creative. Yeah. You can do better. I, I yeah. agree. I would say no uh, robot arms. That doesn't count. I'm saying if if As if a- they have if they have a robot arm that gets them back to the standard number of arms, right. that does not count. That does not count. Now if you have four uh, robot I, arms, yes. Counts. Yes. Uh, so I am going to take. Uh, so the question is an unusual number of arms, whether that is more or fewer than you would expect them to have based right. on who they are. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, expand the question to, to this. Who is your favorite character? What is your favorite uh, character that has an unusual 
situation going on with their appendages, yeah. whether they have more or less arms than they have, whether they have something in place of feet. Yeah. Uh, Maybe they have a know, bulldozer instead of like they have like weird treads tank, instead of tank legs. treads, right? Yeah. Like we all, like my immediate thought was was one of the Reavers. Maybe uh, they have a head that spins around with multiple faces, you know? Like you know. no, 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 appendages, legs and arms. Oh, it's got to be legs and arms. Okay, not yeah. multiple heads. Uh, well, yeah. you know what? I will also accept multiple heads. Multiple heads. Okay. So technically, uh, it's an appendage. To, <laughs> if you count it, but like not not just like his, he has many faces. Like, okay. Not, not like triclops or trap jaw right. or or many faces. I mean, he's got two heads like double header from the legion of substitute Heroes. right gotcha uh or too bad from he-man yeah um so yeah characters with an odd number of appendages whether it is more or less or they've got something weird going on with those appendages like tank treads yeah a giant gun whatever yeah a um, unicycle and, wheel you know <laughs> and, uh, and none of your standard like they have a robot arm or leg to replace the one they lost no, no. that's a normal number yep it's gotta be an unusual number we so got no it. forge no karma no cable gotcha Spiral counts, though. Spiral counts. She's got six arms. Big time. Love her. In fact, I may have just given away my picks. <laughs> what a, a, a dumb fucking question. I'll, Thank you, Mark. I, I can't it. wait. These, Yeah, this is going to be super fun. We'll do it next Saturday right it's here. It's just going to be nothing but silliness. I can't, I'm can't. i very excited about this it. This Wednesday, we're back to new comics. We will see you again next Saturday right here for Cover to Cover. But right now, my name's Matt Bond. My name's Joe Patrick. And this is the Two Headed Nerd. Signing off. <laughs>